cualquiera de estas noches me ven llegar al café tambaleando medio colo babeando y hablando solo no me pregunten por qué borracho con la melena revuelta la corbata floja y suelta y con rencor al mirar no me pregunten muchachos porque he venido borracho y de mí tengan piedad en la luz de los ojos divinos se embriagaba mi alma y mi fe ni en la copa de miel de sus labios hasta ser de pasión me embriagué hoy que vivo de nuevo en tinieblas añorando la luz de su amor necesito hundir mi existencia y es por eso que busco el alcohol Adamo, and hello. hello everyone that's listening. How are you? Good, and you? Doing well. Nice choice um, of song. Went out last night to Falucho. How was, was really that? Nice. It was great. Um, Leandro and Mariana performed mm -hmm. on the sidewalk. Nice. And, uh, It was crowded. I mean, you know, safely. But Omar came. Nice. He popped by. It was nice to see people I haven't seen in 13 months. That's fucking awesome. I um, completely forgot it was yesterday. I don't think I would have made it anyway. I was exhausted, but I have to wake up early in the morning. But yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Figured. I'm glad you made it. Me too. And um, thanks for playing that song. What made you think of that song? What's well, the story? Well, I was looking at what do I want to hear, and then I felt this. I felt like Canaro, mm -hmm. and then I was looking at my Canaro list of songs, and then I remembered the time when you uh, read the meaning of the lyrics to that song, and wrote it to me and I thought that was really cool mm -hmm. and um, that was the first time I knew what it meant and I think it's really cool that he just goes and he says don't ask me why I'm like this today mm -hmm. <laughs> and why I'm a little drunk um, yesterday I have the light of love in my eyes and today I have darkness so don't, don't ask me why I'm like this and drinking and stuff like that, right? That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. It's really, um, yeah, and I just love the way he sings that part always. Um, 
the yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's a very standard song. The more I'm learning both tango music history and composition, and then Spanish mm-hmm. uh, combined, you start to see or understand better like what makes something such a standard as compared to our guest tonight who is anything but standard <laughs> in his <laughs> compositions oh, and yeah. even our um, Fernando, definitely. even our even our earlier. promotional guests if you want to yes. call I don't know for lack of a better way to put it <laughs> or Milano um, Cafe Pac- Pacifico guests and Emily is mm-hmm. here with us already I think hi Emily yes hello uh, hello <laughs> Yeah, uh, do we say Sasha? I think or he Sasha? should be here. Is he on? No, how do you say his name? Sasha. Sasha, okay, I thought so. And yeah, he has a not so standard and traditional music either. So it will be nice to hear in comparison to the what we started with. So yeah. some exciting news. This Saturday, we'll be DJing. First time in a year. Yeah, I got so excited the other day to just sit down and listen to tango music. Yeah, in the sense of playing it for people to dance. I I was like, wow, (laughs) it's such a different way to, like, yeah, I haven't had this in a year. Yeah, so where are we DJing, Adam? Where are we DJing? We're DJing on the West Coast. We're going to be in the Bay Area. <laughs> We're going to be in the Bay Area and in Portland. Emily, you're in Portland, right? Yes, I'm yeah. in beautiful, rainy Portland, Oregon. So we're going to travel between Portland, Oregon and Bay Area. And um, Milonga Cafe Pacifico, which is a monthly milonga on the fourth Saturday of every month. And we are honored to be invited as the guest DJs for this month. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah, we're yes. excited to have you both. It was Thank fun you. to join last month and watching, seeing the people dancing at home. Yeah. Uh, and when we so. were watching, we were texting each other, Emily, and we mm-hmm. were like, why didn't we think about getting together tonight so we could dance as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you offered us to DJ, we're like, I told Adam, I'm like, we better be together. Like, I don't want to DJ if we're going to be in separate houses. So we're oh, going to yeah, get together. That, definitely. Yeah. 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 So it's been a nice reason for us to plan that as well. Mm-hmm. So again, yes. thank you for that. Yeah, so what's, no. on, what's on the schedule for Saturday? So Saturday, uh, you guys will start at 7 p.m. Pacific, which is, of course, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And then Sasha and the band, the quartet, will go on a little after 8 p.m. Pacific, which will be 11 your time. And uh, and they'll play a 40 to 45 minute set. uh, And we will thank them and afterwards and... um, and sometimes we spotlight the band leader if they're on uh, the Zoom to thank them afterwards. And mm-hmm. and then you guys will DJ the rest of the evening. The Malanga usually goes until... Uh, lately we've been ending about, you know, sometime between 10 p.m. Pacific and 10.15 p.m. Pacific, although we have gone a little later. 
It just depends on um, the mood. How many? Yeah, it depends on the mood. It depends on like how many people are still dancing, how many people yeah. are still there. Mm-hmm. You know, every this is going to be our ninth monthly Milonga Cafe Pacifico. Great. Um, yeah. So it's it's every month. It's so great to see people, to hear the wonderful music from. East Coast, West Coast, Argentina, you know, all we have people that show up from all over the world um, and you meet new people, you know, and, and it's just, it's been a really great monthly event. To That's help. been nice. one of the really nice silver linings. Yeah. That we can have events with people from all over the world. Yes. 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 It's amazing. It was also amazing to see friends from the West Coast that we don't get to see very often, like on the screen and then they're dancing and we're, you know, it was really, really pleasant for yeah. us an experience. And I'm guessing you had the same thing that we're experiencing. Like we got to meet you through this, mm-hmm. through us doing the podcast and you doing the virtual milonga and, um, and you're getting to meet all these musicians probably as well. Maybe you don't know all of them and you get introduced and it's been amazing to, yeah. for us as well to have to meet new people through this platform. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Um, there are people who, uh, somebody like Sasha Jacobson, for example, uh, who I've known for over a decade, you know, in the Bay Area because I lived there for 17 years and I DJed and organized events there. and. Um, and, you know, his band and the bands that he's been involved in, um, I have seen perform, I have DJed their band breaks, you know, I've hung out with those guys. And, and it's just really great uh, also, though, to meet just new musicians and to be really inspired by the wonderful music that, they're, that they perform. Yeah. Um, and to also be introduced to different bands and different uh, that, that maybe people didn't know about. And and to get their music out there and, and, you know, has been a really great experience. Yeah, it's very similar here. I really agree. Like getting to share these amazing artists is uh, such an honor. Yeah. Cool. Well, should we wait for Sasha or should we play his song while we're waiting? (laughs) Oh, we can we can play his song and then uh, hopefully he'll hop on soon. Yeah. What do you think, Adam? What do you think? Yes, I will play some. Uh, this is called Reflection. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was having issues again with my sound, but I called in now. So okay. I was gonna I'm say gonna... you sound better now. Yeah, I was echoing yeah. you a little bit before. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna play his song. He looks like he's on the call, but I don't hear him. But, no, that's uh... Fernando. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll play. Bav Bav G59 is Fernandito. I see. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll play uh, Sasha Jacobson's song. Here we go. And guys, you can meet yourself if you want.
Amazing. I see Another. Sasha joined us. Sasha, if you want to call in, yeah, there you go. Yes, Hello. I'm here. Thank wow, what... you for that amazing song. Thank you. Yeah, what a great applause. I, I heard that. <laughs> That's great. We're so used to this right now, right? <laughs> One person being able to applaud or something. So it's nice to have a sound effect. Yeah, so that, that song I wrote actually during the pandemic and... Um, and recorded with musicians from all around the world. On piano is Pablo Estigarribia. And uh, let's see, on Bendonion is Charles Gorzinski. And guitar, Carlos Caminos from Venezuela. Uh, Ishtar Hernandez on violin from, uh, from Puerto Rico. So totally international effort for, for that recording. fantastic. No. So how did you guys record separately and then brought it together? How did you do that? So, yeah, basically the, the whole process for actually, you know, we have an album coming out um, in, in a few months. The whole process was I wrote all the music and then I recorded the bass part and then sent them uh, individually the bass part to record on top of. And then I just kept adding the parts together. Yeah, just building them like that. So That's amazing. <clears throat> By the way, while uh, we're here, I want to also introduce Fernando to you guys because he's on the line as well. I don't know if you guys know Fernando Otero. Uh, but uh, Fernando, meet Emily and Sasha if Very you nice are meeting. there. <laughs> Hola, Fernando. Oh, un gusto. Hola. Hello. Nice to meet everyone. Yeah. It's that. nice to introduce a musician to a musician and to another organizer and dancer. So Thank this so weekend much. is going to how, how many um, do you have a, an idea of how many more monthly online milongas you think you're going to be organizing before you get back to regular ones? That's a good question. That's something we actually talked about as an organizing team last week and mm -hmm. we, we anticipate that we will continue to do our event through hopefully April and May, but we're not sure what will happen beyond that mm -hmm. at this point. I know, it's, so, it's kind of exciting. It's, it's exciting, I know. <laughs> I yeah. was just going to say that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you said April and May and not like September yeah. and November <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, we, we just take it one month at a time. We just Same kind of here. look at... You know, we just kind of look at the numbers. We see who's showing up. We see who's dancing. We see, you know, what donations we're getting and what we're able to, to give to our um, our tango DJs and our tango uh, uh, live mu musicians and our co-hosts, of course. Um, you know, Derek and I do this uh, to help the tango community. We're lucky to have full-time jobs, but we want to help people out who maybe don't have, you know, enough income right now during the pandemic. So... Mm -hmm. Um, it's yeah. So we're we're you know we're thinking you know definitely hopefully through May. But again, we're just taking it month by month. We're really happy you know to to see people in general. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's yeah. Great. On that on that topic slightly, we 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 announced the Cleveland Tango Bowling Marathon as a go for the end of July. I'm pretty yeah. confident. Pretty confident that um, five weeks into July things should be pretty safe and they just opened up the vaccine for all Ohioans well they will next week but my mom got an appointment today which I'm pretty happy about nice that's so, awesome. that's great yeah. so yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, go ahead, Sasha. I just was gonna say I would I would give a pot of gold to be able to go to a milonga right now. I mean, I'm just dying to go dance. Oh. <laughs> so you like, dance you know. too, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Fantastic. Yeah. So, what was the reflections on the song, Sasha? The reflection, yeah, it was just you know it really was a, just a reflecting on the the pandemic and the times and the you know just the situation that the whole world was in. I mean, I think other musicians have had same similar sentiments, I mean, different music, but just a similar sentiment, mm -hmm. just just thinking about uh, what's happening in the world and, and just trying to put that down in, in some kind of musical form. And um, that's what came out, you know, and the, the pandemic has had its blessings, you know, in some ways. So um, obviously there's been a lot of bad stuff, but uh, there's been some positives too, just in terms of changes of life, life lifestyle, I mean, a lot of people moved and changed locations. It's been it's been crazy. It's been yeah, really crazy. that's been a big one. If you live in like a yeah. major city, you know, a lot of people are like I'm out, peace. <laughs> and like it's like I think they were looking for the right moment for a while, sure. and yeah. this presented them that as well. Like some, yeah, they had to, and they don't no other choice. Yeah, but right. I know a few friends that they've been waiting for the right timing, and this ended up being that. Um, so it's. Definitely, there's positives that came with it for some. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, wow. we were very excited about Saturday. We really appreciate you having us and, uh, and joining us now so we could promote together and just get to chat a little bit before the weekend. Uh, I sent the link. I put the link here on the chat, and we will be on Facebook promoting until the day comes. Yeah. Awesome. I I have it on our event for tonight as well, and yes. posted it in several places. Anyway, yeah, we uh, we have a really we have a great set uh, ready, and we we're playing uh, songs like Comilfo, El Abrojito, Racing Club, Milonga will be La Puñalada, uh, nice. Florelino, Romance de Barrio, Waltzes. Uh, nice. We're playing. We, uh, I made an arrangement of Zoom, the Piazzolla song, uh, yes. as as played by the Pugliese Orchestra, kind of a, now we're a quartet right now, so we have guitar, bass, mandonion, and violin, so I had to adapt it, you know, for obviously uh -huh. no piano, so, but uh, it came out oh, really wow. nice, came really nice. nice, I think, yeah. I can't wait, and I'm so glad you have El Abrojito, it's one of my favorites, and oh, great, great. it's not yeah. played live very often. This is, this is my own arrangement uh, that I made, it's just pretty fun, you know, and, and uh, Try to keep keep everything danceable, you know. So should be should be good. Great, awesome. can't wait. Yes. And uh, we'll see you guys Saturday. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thanks Saturday. so much, guys. Thank you so much. Thank Ciao. For Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Hola, hola, Fernando. Hola, hola, chico. Hola, Adam. How are you? Wonderful. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. It's an honor. Thank you for having me here. It's an amazing honor, looking sir. At your, I don't normally do my homework when we have guests on, but I was like, I should check out this guy's website so I <laughs> know who I'm talking to. <laughs> well, we also used to see you a lot when we started Tango. Like, mm -hmm. you were part yeah. of our the beginning of our Tango journey. We got to know you, really, like in 2004 or five. I think earlier than that. Oh, uh, no, I didn't dance before then. Oh, yeah? Adam and I, I met in 2004. So mm -hmm. we might have met you like... Um, right away. 
yeah right in away. the fall or right away you think yeah definitely okay. i had the impression that we had met before but uh somehow i was relating that to the twin towers and mm. that maybe it was not by then oh no it wasn't by mm. then but yeah but those were great times i just remember the parties at stacy's and you coming and playing music and just yes i, yes. I remember yes. being there only once, I think I was there, but yeah, yeah, maybe have, once for me. Too. To... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, it feels like a bigger point. experience for me. <laughs> yes. 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 So let's. I'm gonna start from your first journey into music. Wow. Because I think you started time, playing music really early on in your life, right? Yes, I started at five, actually with singing lessons first, and then I started playing piano and guitar. Oh, After wow. that, it was a problem that we had in our family, music. <laughs> it's <laughs> a good problem to have. Yes. Everybody would play music, and they were related to arts, you know, actors, painters, basically musicians and actresses. Wow. My cool. mother was an opera singer, my grandmother. Oh my as God. Well. And they were immigrants. Not my mother. My mother was born in Argentina, but my grandparents. They came from France, mm -hmm. and part of them also from Spain, but basically from France. And they were already musicians, opera singers, basically. Amazing. Must be so. I, I, it's fun to grow up in a family of, of music, right? I think it is. They yeah. allowed you to go to bed very late. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of the culture anyway, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. I'm yes. starting to remember that party at Stacy's, I believe, because I, I had just moved from Cleveland, which didn't really have much happening, especially with tango. And I remember, like, I think you had, like, red pants on and uh, you're playing this crazy music and I'm just like... <laughs> He's... So overwhelmed, like Jesus. Yes, I was a guest in the party. Actually, it was yeah. not intended. No, I know. To play. I, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was there, and yes, you're right about my red pants, which <laughs> became black throughout time. But you know, but they were originally red, and and I'm very stained. I remember because I used to play electric piano, which was, uh, I don't know, like kind of uh, dying slowly and. Every time I would sit in the electric piano, I would leave with my pants completely stained in black. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so uh, basically, people didn't know if it was about a highly trendy fashion or just poverty. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't matter. So I remember the red pants, definitely. I was there uh, because uh, one friend, I remember, convinced me to come to a party, which was crazy amazing. People... Uh, would be dancing until the dawn. So I went there, I remember. And, well, it didn't happen, but I remember playing, um, let's say, the compositions I wrote. For, yes, for that's that, what yeah. I recall. And yeah. people were not very sure if I was uh, <laughs> playing music or just uh, joking. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Um, so did you dance at any point? Uh, I did. I, that's what I, um, I think it was a, what, related to a very romantic experience I had. Mm -hmm. 
I was a teenager when I started dancing, and I, I was kind of a teenager when I stopped dancing as well. Uh, <laughs> so it wasn't a long experience. <laughs> no, it was basically related to romance. It was my first meaningful relationship. Uh-huh. I was uh, 15, and let's say my first meaningful experience in many senses, uh, not, not, not exactly... Uh, Let's say sexually, as we we tend to think about when it, it's, it comes to that kind of experience. Now it was a very platonic experience, and tango was, let's say, the only way a physical expression we had between us. I see. Uh, but at, at some point, this girl girlfriend left me, and that was amazing because it was my the first time I had to enjoy the power of music. Hmm. Uh, the story was about a girlfriend who left me basically when we were 15 and uh, at some point she said please come to the party I, I have something very important to tell you every day she had something important to tell me <laughs> of course um, so I was um, not surprised but still excited so I, I went there to the party and she said I love you oh wonderful I love you too uh, but there's one little detail here <laughs> uh, my father doesn't like you. Oh, oh like, shit. <laughs> he doesn't like your long hair. He he knows here you're a musician and he has the impression that you're I don't know. You have no future. All right, perfect. <laughs> oh uh, I understand, so I was kind of heartbroken and I said Alright, so that's it. I'm leaving. So I left the place, but it was with a friend of mine who said but Fernando, you're a musician. You have everything you need in this world to win her back. I said, how come? He said, write a song, sing a song for her on the piano. Next party, it's a, not even two weeks from now. Uh-huh. Sing a song, and she's going to come back. And she's going to come back immediately. Sing a song for her. Uh, write something and perform it. Good lyrics, take a shower, come <laughs> and... and and only just just try to avoid saying anything stupid. All right. So um, <laughs> and then I wrote a song, which I still have, and and then I the the situation was perfect. It couldn't be better because I had a piano, microphone. I was I really prepared for the situation, uh-huh. and I was feeling like a winner already. I had music. I was powerful. So. Uh, as I told you, uh, it was the first time I could experience the power of music. Mm-hmm. So I went on stage in the party, silence, everyone was there. Um, and then I performed the song. And, well, basically, the girl never came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> but the music is very powerful. And definitely, I have the piece. Uh, we are Facebook friends. It's something. Uh-huh. And... And that piece became something important to me every time I listened to it and for people. So it was an opportunity for me to give something. Was that one of the first pieces you ever wrote? Uh, it is. And it's called Pagina de Buenos Aires, which means oh. Bu- Buenos Aires story. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's, I want to hear it. Well, we have it here. We yeah, do. <laughs> Let's hear it before we talk more. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm so glad that that 
story led its way to this song because I was listening to your music earlier today and I was curious to, I was hoping you would have uh, I knew to say exactly about each piece. the right question to ask. How funny is that? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, okay, I'll play this and then we'll get back to learning more about Fernando. Oh.
Wow. <laughs> she didn't know what she was missing. Amazing. <laughs> so you wrote that. When you were 15? When you were 15, Jesus. but there's a... Yeah, I wrote a song. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a song originally. Then I, I the arrangement, which mm -hmm. is uh, with the orchestration. I, I did later uh, the arrangement a few years after that. Um, the, the, originally, it's a song, so it's uh, it has lyrics as well. Hmm. So mm -hmm. this is a different arrangement. Ah, I see. Uh, but it, the composition, yes, I wrote it at at fifteen, which is uh, possible for a songwriter. You know, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I don't find anything special in uh, for a songwriter to write the song. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And I was a songwriter already. No, uh, what do you because mean? Because it's what, what I, I I learned to write songs at a very early age, and it was what my mother would do, my sisters both. Uh, so you mean lyrics and melody of a song? Lyrics and melody, and play the chords and sing the song, record uh -huh. it. Uh, I would do that, so it's um, it was a song originally. I see, and then the orchestration happened just few years later, or many maybe years later. Maybe when I was eighteen, something like that. Oh wow, it's still so mature. It's crazy, but of course you had been playing. So you started singing at five. When did yes. you start orchestrating and like composing? And like, how long had you been playing the piano when you like I orchestrated this? I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I no, finished. I, you had <laughs> uh, I started with the piano also at five, and mm -hmm. after that also guitar. The guitar I, I took it on my own because uh, as a child um, I was living with my grandmother. My grandmother loved to take a nap after lunch. So mm -hmm. for me, uh, I had, we lived in a very big apartment anyway, but I still had to be in silence, in mm. complete silence. And being silent for me was a very, very challenging situation. And going to the bathroom and playing the guitar was a solution. Mm. <laughs> so when I, I, and I had a guitar that was uh, not the let's say a big guitar or not even a standard guitar, it was a small guitar. So I can use it uh, you know, as a child, a small child. And I could go to the bathroom and, and learn songs. Uh, mm. And that's why I started songwriting. You know, <laughs> because I, I used to listen to songwriters with guitar playing their, their own songs. <laughs> and I said, that's what I want to do. And then I would start writing my songs. And I remember by 10, uh, I had already a few songs, you know, songs that a child can write. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. So songwriting was part of my life and playing in the bathroom as well. Uh, <laughs> and you, do you still do that? We need a bathroom uh, album. Uh, well, um, <laughs> sometimes in, in hotels. Okay. Yeah. You know. So, so when did composing, composing um, I mean, orchestrating and arranging all that came about at some point when i was um maybe 12 or something like that 11 or 12 i my sisters older than me started mm -hmm. to bring albums that i 
I said, what, what is that? I love that sound. I want to do that. I want to have a, a group or a band or whatever it is. Mm. Something like that. That's the sound I want. And then I found out that it was all about understanding certain musical elements, like mm -hmm. melody, harmony, and then orchestrating, arranging. And I told my mother. My mother was a musician, songwriter, also opera singer. Uh, she knew with the pianist. Mm -hmm. So she said, okay, I'm going to take you to uh, a friend of mine who's a teacher, composition mm -hmm. teacher and kind of mentor. And, and she took me to a fantastic place like the Dracula's castle, you know, in Buenos Aires. Wow. And I went to see the Count Dracula, who was this guy. And <laughs> who was a fantastic Ita Italian teacher. Uh -huh. um, what was his was, name? It's Domingo Marafiotti. Oh, nice. And he was uh, Domenico, actually, which is Domingo in, in Italian. And he was the mentor to me. And he would guide me, not only as a musician, uh, he would give me advice in any field. And he was a, definitely a very funny guy, a great mm -hmm. cook. You know, it was very hard to go to his place uh, because he was always cooking pasta, sausages. He, he knew absolutely everything about pasta. <laughs> and he could give you advice about full, you know, prescriptions also. He's a guy wow. who once told me, you have to eat an egg and cheese sandwich every day and you're going to be a great musician. <laughs> I want to start eating again cheese sandwiches every day. <laughs> I want to start giving absurd advice to young people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And besides the high cholesterol, you know, it, definitely you have a lot of uh, yeah. str strange forces operating. <laughs> exactly. Cheese every day. I did that for for some time against my mother's advice. Uh, I did, <laughs> yes. Oh my uh, god, that's hilarious. I did that. Uh, it didn't last very long, but I, I still did. And he, he was a very, very nice guy. Nice. Uh, and so, when did tango come into the picture? With yeah, that you dancing, you said, it, it but were you like making music? music? Sorry, Sorry Adam, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, I talk too much. You go ahead. No, it's nice. I'm tired. You can talk. <laughs> well, I wanted to know if tango dancing came first and then the music, or you were already interested in tango music and were working with it as a musician and uh, then uh, happened to get into the dancing. Oh, I lost you. Well, it's, sometimes I would play tango music without knowing it was tango. Hmm. Um, that happened a lot. And also the typical crossover between songwriting or songs and tango, which is a fine line that you know, we go through in Buenos Aires in general as uh, young people, you know, writing songs are always, in, you know, close to the edge. Uh, of tango is there and the bandoneon is a very interesting instrument. It's very, uh, it helps a lot to create textures and and it's very powerful. It's like an mm -hmm. electric guitar somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, uh, it works like that for well, for many of us. Then uh, and, I, and of course, I had a friend who was a bandoneon player. So 
all together as a package. Uh, when I had my first group, he was my friend. It doesn't matter. He would have been a flute player, but he uh -huh. was a bandoneon player. So he would play with me. <laughs> Good. You know? He's my friend and he's going to play with me no matter what. No matter which instrument, no matter which situation or gig we have. And yeah. We put together a, a group when I was 14 because I, I wanted to play and be already doing what I wanted to do. I never had a doubt of what to do or not to do because it's basically I thought that it's, it's my Your thing. path. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, was, I, I never had a crisis in terms of what I'm going to do with my life. Do I have a life purpose? Do I have to buy a, this book of self, uh, I don't know, whatever it is. Self-help kind of thing? Yes, guidance or, um, no, I, I didn't have, I, I had a definitely other levels of uh, challenges. And I, and I still have, you know, other levels of, of questions and existential questions, but uh, that was not one that I would go through. Mm -hmm. So I got um, this band working, and it, since I had a bandoneon player, it became sort of tango. And it happens that many times um, the same song with or without bandoneon, um, we or I will say, oh, it's tango, uh, it's tango music. And if it doesn't have a bandoneon, I would say, oh, it's a song. It's just a pop song. Hmm. And that <laughs> happens to me many times. And I had this bandoneon player playing, but I also wrote a lot of instrumental music. Mm -hmm. And I had no bass player in the band. That's how I started playing bass. And, and I, I, I play bass. I still play bass. It's not uh, something that I... It never, never gave up playing bass. It's an instrument that I love, and but then at some point I got a bass player and I went back to my keyboards and microphone and continued my project. Hmm. So tango became naturally inside. I see the, any musical product that would come out with. And the, would the family listen to it? Sorry, I demanded again. I went further. Go ahead. <laughs> Just jumped on. Me or Adam? Adam, what were you going to ask? I'm curious. No, yeah, you've, I was gonna. I was just gonna ask about the music that you are. Any of these collaborations, or are you constru uh, composing all of these? Because I'm looking at your website right now with all of your albums, um, which is a quite a large body of work. Are there uh, collaborations on any of this? Yes. Um... And with people and artists from many different cultures, where not necessarily mm. tango. Um, I find that tango music, and well, it happens with jazz. It happens with so many genres. You know, they're very open to receive uh, multicultural expressions, and mm. and also because there's no other way to make music with people who are, for example, an Indian singer. As I, was, I had a collaboration with her. I yeah, I love that song. And I don't expect her to sing La Comparsita. Uh, actually, it's a much, for, much interesting for me, for the project, I think, for the audience, for everyone, if she can bring her culture you know, to the table. And it's what happened. Mm -hmm. So I understand that tango music, it's a, it's a root, it's a starting point. <clears throat> for me. And did you 
so when Adam, I think uh, in part of Adam's question is that usually your compositions, even though there is collaboration to work with other artists or, um, and they bring the touch, but like you're the main composer, how does that work? It usually happens that in collaborations, some, someone is going to tell me, oh, I would like to sing or to play something that you wrote, or can you write something for me, or would you invite me to play with you? That's a mm. collaboration. <laughs> I see. And that usually happens that way to me. And, and then I will find or create materials or find a way to feature this artist into the project mm -hmm. and the results well are always new challenging sometimes that have nothing to do with what I expect from myself or in case that I have any kind of expectations mm -hmm. uh, which is becoming old-fashioned in my life <laughs> which is good right it's about the journey yes um, so uh, collaborations are always a surprise and that's great classical contemporary music uh, for example, music which involves improvisation, like jazz, uh, are very, very generous genres to work with. And tango perfectly works in that context. Mm. Um, so it's about vocabulary, vocabulary in my case. Mm. Um, it's not about trying to play the repertoire or trying to play tango music. It's, it's the way I play, it's, uh, when I, I'm singing, it's the way I sing, basically I will sing. I, I will sound like someone who makes tango music. Mm -hmm. Do you I think it, want. does it seep in because you're cultural? Like, you've just been around it since a child? Is that what you, you think that's how it's been seeping in? Yeah, that's what I had wanted to ask. Like, were you hearing when I your first, family like, with it singing? Like, when I first picked up an instrument as a child, my first thing to do was, like, play a blues because I just grew up, that seems to be the backbone of like all American rock and roll, right? Uh, like a blues or a country kind of thing. So I'm curious if that's what you feel affected your, or influenced what, you're, what you mean about having tango in it. Yeah, it's like a maternal language, a native language. So mm -hmm. it happens, it's there, um, and definitely it's a big influence, the language. Of that music, and throughout my life, I learned to play and to write in other styles as well, uh, out of curiosity, of course, in many cases. Mm -hmm. and, but definitely, tango—it's a—it's a basic language for me, even when yeah. I'm not playing tango. Yeah, I see. Does it cause you to like gravitate to a particular key or? Um structure and how you plan out what you're going to write? I would say more the phrasing. It, it's, okay. it's more the phrasing. It's more mm. the accent. Mm. Mm, interesting. I love that. Good question, Adam. Great question, Adam. Absolutely. We've been... Amazing question, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking with so many musicians this last year and then, you know, we, we had the, the great workshop with Emiliano recently, What Makes Tango Tango? And and um, I just, I think about it a lot outside of just the straight ahead, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, like straight ahead tango, which is very clear. And I'm, it just sounds to me like there's almost like an overall, there's an overall tone and feel like 
your song that we just played, Pagina de Buenos Aires, it's, it feels like if I didn't know you and that just played, I don't know if I would think, oh, that's coming from a tango influence. But it, it, to me, it sounds much more like jazz or classical in a way. But, but there's something about the tone of it, the key of it, the, the phrasing, as you said, that, that eludes there's a little bit of a tango influence. Well, for, yeah, I mean, if you were, if you didn't know tango at all, or you didn't grow up with it, it would be harder to, but yeah, for me, like, I immediately want to dance to it, which eludes tango to me, <laughs> but yeah. So when did the journey to New York start, Fernando? Or did you live anywhere else before New York? Like, um, oh, and where did you grow up in Argentina? In Buenos Aires. Okay. Uh, considering what my mother would say, I never, grew, never grew up. <laughs> <laughs> but the location was Buenos Aires, and then I went to Europe. I was in London. Mm-hmm. Um, not uh, only because I had a girlfriend there. No other reason. And then I was I, I had already recorded my first album. I started touring. I started working as a musician. Um, and then something happened. I came here to play a concert, mm-hmm. and here I met uh, someone who would become my manager, and another person who would become my girlfriend. Ah. So I came to New York to visit both of them. Um, I'm still here visiting them, except that I don't <laughs> think I haven't seen them uh, anymore for like 20 years. But I'm still here visiting them. <laughs> uh, That's so I didn't life. have any master plan at all, yeah. and I, I didn't come here, you know, to develop a career or to work, work and study. Definitely, never, because those two words don't exist in my life, hmm. and. Yeah, I mean, in that sense, I will never do that. Let's say, oh, I wanna, I wanna work with, as a musician. Then I have to go to that place. I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, so, for me, what works is to live in the place I want to live, mm-hmm. uh, or that is practical. Also, because I have a, a management, or I'm very close to Europe, and most of my tours. Are in Europe and I go there. Uh, well, now I'm not doing anything, but oh, uh, regarding touring, I mean. Yeah. But in general, I I would go to Europe three or four times a year, and then Asia. Um, so I I was in New York. I, I I've been living in New York now for 22 years, but traveling a lot. Almost same as me, 23 years here. Yeah. Yes, I came came actually in 1997, so I should say 23. You're 24. Mm. I came in 98 January. You were before me. <clears throat> yeah. It's crazy. Same time. Same time. I was visiting my brother here in 1997 as a 15-year-old. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he moved here to study with Dave Holland, but he never found him. <laughs> And what do you mean never found him? Uh, well, he could never get a like a, a chance to meet Dave him. Holland. Yeah. yeah, because Dave Holland was out of his orbit, to I say see. the least. Yeah. <laughs> but 
but he yeah. found a different way of yeah following his music still mm -hmm. so we have a few more songs here one is also off the same album uh, la vista gorda and um is there a story behind this one uh yeah there's actually one story uh well the, t the title is an expression uh slang in Spanish, not only from Argentina, in general, in the Spanish-speaking world, it's la vista gorda means overlooking. Hmm. Uh, hmm. But in terms of compassion, in general, like um, trying to stay positive and saying positive aspects of hmm. things that are happening and focus on only on that part, that means la vista gorda, which is the fat view in a, mm -hmm. it's hmm. a literal translation, which would be, would be, let's say, let's see... The, the overall whole thing yeah. without trying to be critical in terms of detail. It's accepting in a way, right? Uh, acceptance, compassion, so you're right, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Seeing so, all the positive. Yes. Uh, but why? Then you can say, why did you write that? Well, of, of course, that um, I, it, it's something that was always interesting to me. Uh, compassion, acceptance uh, were subjects that I always found interesting in my life and to practice compassion. Mm -hmm. in, in this case, uh, the title came from a different point of view of compassion. Um, there was a plant, a friend of mine had a plant. Mm. And that, that plant, he, he brought that plant from Buenos Aires. And that plant was here. Uh, after I arrived in New York City, mm -hmm. he said, oh, oh, Fernando, have you heard about therapy for plants? Because I brought this plant from Buenos Aires and she's dying. This plant <laughs> is dying and she's so depressed. And I heard about music and uplifting music. So write, if you write something like a milonga, since the plant is from Buenos Aires, oh, she, you can save its life. So can you do something for me? Yes, bring me the plant. Uh, I'll do what I want. Well, well, well I, I'll do the, what I can, the best I can, and we'll see what happens with the plant. Uh, maybe I'm going to give you a healthy, smiling, uplifted plant back or not, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. So he brought me the plant and I wrote this piece, you know, but with, I, I was reading in terms of plants and music for plants. The music has <laughs> cannot be really, let's say, nice and beautiful now it has to be something let's say aggressive like uh, come back you have to leave dance and milonga because you're a plant from buenos aires so you have to well whatever it was i thought <laughs> i needed a very uplifting piece you know to i don't know to save this plant from depression and then <laughs> I, love um, it. I wrote this piece and i played the piece for the plant for 10 days <laughs> wow, I love this whole story. Uh, the plant died. Oh no! Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the end result is the same as the first one. She we, left and the plant left. Yeah, but definitely, I think it, it was uh, the, the music did what it didn't kill the plant, I think. No, um, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, we have to accept the natural flow. And, and then it, when he called me, he said, come, come, my plant is dead and you killed my plant. No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> um, I think you are being a, 
and I also had a, a, a few days before that, I remember going to, to a meeting that I would go very often, a Buddhist meeting uh, about Zen Buddhist, Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And the guy was talking about, uh, you know, someone said, oh, my mother died. I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. And this guy replied, no, you have to respect the natural flow of life. Your mother needed to be there. Yeah. Because she had a natural death at 88 years old. She was sick. And you have to understand that you, even if you want to have your mother beside you, and we all have that kind of attachment and there's nothing wrong with that, your mother is now maybe in better conditions. Mm -hmm. And so I try to reproduce the... Um, this speech to this guy, you know, <laughs> about his plan, which was completely unaccepted, but uh, I still... Um, he really liked that plant, didn't he? Yes, I think uh, you made that plant live another 10 days. Uh, who knows? You're like, obviously you know? so positive. <laughs> yes, definitely the plant w was very important because he was attached to the plan in terms that the plan was the key for success for his <laughs> stay in New York City and and I said it wouldn't be you know that we that if if the plant is the one who has the key for success yeah. then you are powerless come on I would tell you you decide you're the architect of your life but the plant is dead he said stop <laughs> yes you're right uh, so we have the peace <laughs> okay. oh, I love it. I like that it's not called the fat plant. It's called the, <laughs> the, fat, the fat view. Uh, here we go. Yeah.
certainly brought me to life. I was so low on energy <laughs> this <laughs> evening. Now I'm like, whoo! I just want to move around. I'm so sorry. <laughs> was it a large plant? <laughs> uh, no, definitely it wasn't. No, it was no, medium. Sounds like a. Small. Sounds like it might have overpowered the small plant. <laughs> <laughs> so who was wow, on this beautiful. Um, recording with you? The recording. The recording was made in two thousand and two. Wow. Um, with a quintet here in New York City. Mm -hmm. the, studio, the studio doesn't exist anymore, as, as happened with most studios in the city. Mm. No, I'm, I'm in studios which will record the quintet live. You know, we all have home studios now, but not that kind of studio, like more for classical music. There's mm. a single few, but not, not as many as we had you know, before 2010. Oh, wow. So they went out of business, most of them. Yes. The technology now allows people, producers and musicians to make music in home studios and then eventually going somewhere else uh, for certain tracking. But in I general, see. we can do everything in a very small place with new technology that, you know, years ago mm -hmm. was a, a privilege to have only for big studios. So let me ask you a, another question. You're a two-time Grammy Award winner. Congratulations, by the way. Mm. It's another honor for us to have such a musician on our show. Um, did that change your musical life? Mm -hmm. What a good question. Uh, definitely <laughs> did. Uh, I'm realizing right now that it did. Um, not in terms of ego or socially, uh, but it was. Um, now, why, why it was good for? Because agents in Europe or booking agents in some other places would tell uh, other presenters, well, we have a Grammy winner. And then I started playing more shows than when I would play normally, um, which were still very satisfactory, you know, and, and, and it was a very nice number that I had. Mm -hmm. Definitely I had more shows after that, and that would be the difference. Uh, it, it's uh, that difference. In terms of understanding musically something or socially, uh, I don't think so. I'm, I don't think that I, I experienced any change in that sense. Uh, and how about, yeah, I figured work-wise it would definitely have made a difference. It opens some doors. Opens uh, doors. And were you surprised that you were not only nominated but to win? Um, surprised. No, I was not. Uh, when, <laughs> when I arrived there, I thought, well, it can happen. That I'm, I, I'm, I understood that it was something that could happen naturally, as can happen with anyone. Mm -hmm. And what is the process on that? Do you submit the song or someone has to nominate it? How does that happen? No, in this, uh, in my cases, it was a record label. 
who did, the, who did that. They submit the album and then at some point, in, in my case, I got an email telling me you're nominated. Mm. And then um, telling me also you should go to Las Vegas because you might win a Grammy. You're, so you, <laughs> you can go and if not, you can always have a nice vacation there. Oh, wow. Uh, so go to Las Vegas and dress well. You know, and <laughs> go there, have a good time, and be there in the ceremony, and be ready to say something like uh, "thank you" in case you win. All right, perfect, I'll do that. And I went there actually six times. I was nominated six times, and in two opportunities I received the award, mm-hmm. and in the others I was there nominated, you know, still smiling, and. And having a great time, as they told me, mm-hmm. in Las Vegas and somewhere else. And in terms of a surprise, it's uh, it's it's not a surprise to win in, in a certain point, you know. I don't want to sound pretentious. It's just uh, that you have the same chances of winning or or not. Let's say winning. It's a strange world because yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, I, I believe people who are there. No, they're receiving some recognition for the work they have been doing, mm-hmm. in my case, for many years. And, and actually, it's, a, it's about sharing, the, let's say, if, if it's an award, there's a recognition. Yeah, with I the like other the nominate, word recognition. Nominates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and it can happen. But it never changed the music I make, uh, because I also wouldn't know how. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I don't I don't see that. I mm-hmm. wish I wish I, I could experience changes from external sources. Uh, it doesn't happen. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, let me ask you another question. Has there ever been an album or a song that you really felt like you needed to get out, but it was a challenge in terms of uh, maybe the creative process of. You know how sometimes we want to say something and it's hard to put it into words. And I'm wondering, like, if you experience that as a musician, you have an idea, but you can't make it solid so easily or more tan- so tangible so easily. So it becomes a longer or more challenging process. But the, in the end, it's about the journey, so it doesn't matter. But I'm just curious. You're right. Um, you're so wise. Yeah, Aww. definitely. Uh, well, it, yes, it's about the process, a thing that I learned not when I was 20, exactly. Um, but uh, I, I, let's say to be conscious, to enjoy it. I, I basically did enjoy the process. It's uh, when I remember practicing, you know, if, if it's the work we should use for being playing an instrument for hours and hours when you're a teenager. And some people tell you, oh, do you want to go out and play soccer? Or No, no, I don't. I'm, I'm happy. I'm not making any sacrifice. I'm enjoying myself. I'm mm-hmm. having a great time. And then that's related to enjoy the process of becoming something. And that something is a, a person who can play the piano. That's it. A mm-hmm. person who is trained to play the piano and, say, and express himself, themselves. Um, in terms of uh, compositions and works and a song, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's a 
a concerto, it's a string quartet, it's a song to be performed with a piano and voice only. Each piece has its own personality. That's, mm. That works for me. It, that's how I, I live the experience. Yeah. I go through the experience that I don't really have a procedure. Mm. Um, I don't, if, if you ask me, but how do you arrange a piece? I don't, I, I don't know how. I, I end up doing that, doing that, arranging it. I don't know if sometimes I'm going to start with certain instrument, with some other, it depends. And who's going to come to play? Oh, a friend of yours is going to come and play the flute. All right. So the arrangement is going to be heavily influenced by the use of the flute, for example. Mm. So there's mm. so many ways, many of approaching factors yeah. of influence, you know. And has it been that the words come first before the melody? Uh, all possibilities. I had words, I had melodies, uh, I had to find words. I, you had I the accompaniment. Had <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. that, that's definitely one of the best examples and a lot of uh, music that, we, that I love. It's made like that. Hmm. You know, and you, you hear so many songs that they have a very specific riff or leitmotif that you hear, mm -hmm. and then the song comes... After that, but you hear something, you know, starting. And nice. Say, well, I have this beautiful idea. I like this. I, I have this riff or this phrase or something, but I don't have a song. Yeah. So I have to find a song to justify the existence of this. Nice. Thing that I have. <laughs> Would you explain? Now I'm going to make you a teacher for about a few minutes. The late motif to our audience, because I just learned about that last year and I thought it was fascinating um, so you want me to explain yeah because you said sometimes the is. late motif comes to you and I would love to hear your explanation of what that is well it's a it's a theme it's usually <laughs> recurrent you know it comes many times uh, mm -hmm. It's a recurring musical phrase. In general, it's short. In general, could could be a very typical example. Let's say uh, the most typical example would be Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Yeah, that's a light motif. It's the number one, and then it has a reply to the motif, which is also part of that motif. The second. You have both. Yeah? Cool. And that's the light motif. And with the light motif, you can write the complete piece and, and, and go for 45 minutes, you know. <laughs> um, so it's a recurrent theme throughout the musical or literary composition. Why not? That is, uh, in general, I, I understand that it's associated with, uh, with someone, with mm -hmm. a particular person or a situation Another, yeah um, I see. maybe an idea and, and could be a tribute to another musician like could a be. motif that they used or something like that as well i think it is and the use of samples became made that popular you know in the late latest two or almost three decades you know when hmm. samples started and then you would use something from a previous recording and it becomes kind of, uh, a, a, as you say, you know, a tribute. 
Um, can be, definitely a tribute. Um, but the leitmotiv in general will be something that we all try to find as uh, the personality mm-hmm. of the piece. Uh, to mm. to nice. become something that can, um, can have a meaning and stand alone by itself. Mm. You know? Well, it's redundant. Stand alone by itself. Yeah, definitely. But it's uh, it's a standalone piece be- within a piece. It's something that mm-hmm. you hear and you say, that's Chico and Adam. Hmm. It's almost like a hook in a way. Absolutely. I think it yeah. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's really cool to hear musical concepts described by composers and musicians. Well, I think in any piece any medium it's hard to see it in uh, i mean i've heard artists and writer even writers say like oh i knew the whole story before i wrote it but i feel like for a lot of people you know a part of it and then it grows as you create it yeah for example it's, uh, you have it's superman. just living yes <laughs> then w- once you have superman and you have conceived the character then you need a story you know to right. to feature him that's what I kind of understand you're, you're saying. Uh, sometimes we have um, well, the character or we have the emotion we want to express, I think, as composers. It happens many times. As I was saying before, you know, I want to um, write a piece for this girlfriend who left me and then what I'm appealing to. What I, I understand is going to be interesting for her to listen to. Mm. But it's always is there in any... my mind, you know, it's a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's is a there any... You brought up Superman, and there's always a formula to superhero stories. There's a good guy, and then there's a bad guy. And a lot of things have formulas. Is there any formula for... Have you ever used any sort of formula to develop anything? Or is it always kind of... Um, you said it, each piece is in it, its own individual per story and personality. Yes. Uh, I, I, I never had bad pieces and, and good pieces. <laughs> Or uh, I was never a good person also. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, I, I'll tell you why. Um, that, that's subtle, but it, it really, it, it's important when making music. Um, I'll start explaining that if I see myself as a good person, then I'm stating that there's bad people around me. Who am I to say who's bad, who's good? That would be number one, hmm. you know, and why? You know, that, and that means confrontation, that means duality, that means uh, n- not having peace of mind. Hmm. Without peace of mind, it's, uh, for me, it's completely impossible to sit down or, or to stand up and write something or think about music. I really need peace of mind. Hmm. So in my particular case, I don't believe in, let's say, low emotions propelling and any creativity. But that, that's for me. I have a friend who is a female friend and she loves to, have, to be heartbroken and if not, she doesn't paint anything. She told mm-hmm. me once, but I, I need to be unhappy. If not, I don't paint anything. All right, it's, uh, it's, it's perfect. I understand. I understand what she's saying. And uh, um, maybe I would use a different um, sentence to define that if I had that situation in my life. That's it. Uh, I would express that differently. Um, but definitely having peace of mind for me works very well. 
Um, mm -hmm. The idea of having confrontations uh, doesn't work. And the idea of um, using any kind of intention when making music also doesn't work. Um, let's say, oh, I want to do this because I want to impress myself with uh, my whatever, fast playing, for example. That's a very typical jazz thought, uh, jazz musician thought. Well, no, um, I don't want to have that kind of thoughts. You know, it, I, I don't know why. I, I would not be able to explain why exactly, but I, I think that they're not peaceful. They're not related to joy and to bliss, uh, something like that. Hmm. Um, so the superhero uh, wouldn't be present there, you know, as a character. Uh, basically, what I would say is that I don't have any characters that's uh, mm -hmm. a reference mm -hmm. um, I don't I, I, now I'm talking with you guys I, I don't know actually in, in what I think when I make <laughs> music I still don't know that uh, definitely I'm, I'm serious I, I don't know I just do it mm -hmm. <laughs> well let's listen to one more song by you that you sent us which is what Adam what's the third song we um, have? I would like to play the vocal melody med med medley actually yeah, I would love to hear something with vocals. All right. Y te vi como el bien Y sabía que estabas Te vi como a un sol Saturando el espacio Nunca te sentí tan bien Hice una historia con tus frases Y en las trenzas un beso de sol Y en aquellas noches de verano Que soñaba tu almita mujer Al oír en la esquina algún tango Chamoyarte bajito de amor Estercita Chiquilín te miraba de afuera, nacía las penas, bebí mis años y me entregué sin luchar. Wow, 
glad I listened to all of this music earlier because... <laughs> we can't hear you, Adam. Say that again. Oh, am I on mute? No, yeah. it's just was was hard I'm, to uh, hear with the claps. I'm glad I listened to this music earlier because I'm the one playing it right now and my heart still skipped a beat when that song had such a quick cut. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I thought I hit a button and changed the music. <laughs> yeah. And that uh, Chiquilin, I love that song too. So for that to come as a reference, it felt like mm -hmm. beautiful. Who was the singer in that, Fernando? Me. You are amazing. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I've heard you sing live. No, because I don't think you ever saw a show. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Why is that? We need to change this. Let's have the shows come back and I want to come hear you live. I see All you're right, coming I... out with a new um, recording. I saw, just saw on Facebook here. Yes. Have you, so so you've been working... Two, two different albums, there are actually two. Mm -hmm. One is uh, all instrumental, violin and piano. And I played the piano and also wrote seven pieces for solo violin. And a violin, fantastic violin player is performing them. She already recorded everything. And I recorded the piano as well. Uh, actually, three days ago, I recorded the piano. And that's one album. And the other album is songs that I, I play a few instruments and sing an album by myself that is also becoming out this year was that something you did during the beginning of the pandemic because you were saying at the start of the pandemic you went to a silence mode for I was in two three months uh, actually more than that and there was also something that i intended to do you know it's, it's part of a practice um that i uh, practice, I practice, but sounds that uh, is uh, something that I do. It's, uh, um, and so you didn't talk to anybody for a couple months, but just exactly made music. Yes. Uh, first of all, I did a, a practice which is called Vipassana Yoga, uh -huh. and then I did another one which is called Mona, uh, which is staying in silence. And of course, performing some other activities related to, to that kind of meditation. And, and I did that for months. I was in silence and practicing meditation. Uh, I would have done it anyway. In fact, I did it before any pandemic in the world started. Uh -huh. I did that in the past, not as long as this last experience. And, but uh, I did, and after that, I started recording songs Mm -hmm. and, and I've recorded a, a few already, and I have some videos out also already. Uh -huh. um, I don't know why I started recording songs. Maybe, the, first of all, the, I, I didn't have a piano, so I only had my keyboards, which mm -hmm. I, I like very much, and my bass. Uh -huh. and, and one of my guitars as well, so I, I could only sing, basically, and not play piano and focus on instrumental music. So I, I also wanted to sing uh, new songs and wanted to write lyrics. And, wow, and record I them. can't wait to hear when the you, new stuff. When you uh, do something like a three-month silence, how hard is it to ease your, how do you ease your way back into 
Is it kind of shocking to come back to yourself in that other way? Uh, no. no, no, not actually. It was not okay. shocking. No, the, the, I had some parts of the experience, and it, during some days or a couple of weeks, I was uh, uh, more shocked but, uh, than than when I came back, while I was inside the experience. Hmm. Why was that, or what happened? Would you like to share? I mean, it's all very personal experience. No, sure. no, I can I can share it. It's uh, the practice I did. It's uh, I've been a yoga practitioner for many years now. Mm -hmm. I practice Vedanta. Uh, I'm talking about decades now. And mm -hmm. I also practice the Buddhism. Before that, when, when I say before, it's not that I really uh, stopped practicing Buddhism when I I got to know more about the Vedanta practice. It's more that I blended somehow both, uh, although I give an emphasis to the Vedanta practice. The Vedanta is from the Vedas, it's an ancient Indian psychology, which involves yoga, breathing, diet, uh, the study of philosophy, study of psychology, and, and of course the physical exercise. Uh, then I, I also did the course, the train, teacher trainings course, um, as instructor for yoga and some other disciplines, uh, inside yoga. Now, um, and one important thing that that yoga, I know for us in in the West, let's say especially, we tend to think that yoga it's only the postures and the asanas, uh, and well, it's a that that's all, only a small fraction of the practice, and there's a lot of all, it's a complete interesting whole world to experience, and what I went through. It's something that it's a part of the practice that you do while we're... Are you there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. We're just, just in, <laughs> we're just focused on listening. <laughs> Fascinated. Yes. Okay. So part of the practice is what's called klesha, which is in Sanskrit, the, my main teacher explained. Of course, I do everything with a guide. I have a guru guiding me um, all the time. And I did this practice. Um, with this guru who explained me, you're going to go through this part of the, the experience, which is called klesha. Klesha is where the, the, the word clash comes from there, which is confrontation of two opposites, of two huh. points. And he explained me, well, you're going to start going down and deeper and deeper, you know, tapping in the subconscious. And many experiences and memories are going to come to the surface. They're gonna, you know, go arise to the from the subconscious mind to the conscious mind, and then you're gonna start having a lot of uh, memories. Some of them, you know, unsolicited and definitely memories that maybe sometimes we used to think they there are kind of bad memories. And he said, "There's no such thing as bad or good memories. Memories mm. are just memories, and mm -hmm. things happen." for us, not to us. Mm -hmm. So uh, when all these experiences start coming, you're going you're to have the opportunity of understanding that it's uh, something that happened for you. Mm. And, and that's the change. That's a, the, the major change is when they come back, 
back. They, they have always been there, but um, the idea of having good or bad memory, and sometimes we will hear someone say, no, I have such a bad memory, I don't remember anything. Uh-huh. And actually... It's a good this, thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, that, it, it depends on how... Yeah, what I heard, it's, uh, we all have the, kind of, the same kind of memory, let's say. Some people have, uh, let's say, activated in, in a different degree the repression, the repression. Mm-hmm. And, but the thoughts are there. Mm-hmm. So once you let them come out, there, there. Let's say, come to the surface and you confront them, you know, with love. Mm-hmm. And you replace with love and understanding that infinite love, it's all there is. Mm-hmm. So that was the. I, I had actually, it was more than two weeks. It was like a three to four weeks of a very intense uh, cleansing. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really makes a big change, I think. Um, not that for me, I, I made a big change. That's what I should say. Uh-huh. And if you tell me, oh, it's, it's something cool to do, yeah, I will tell you, yes, definitely, it is. <laughs> for me, it is. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, with the guidance. And of course, you, there's um, fasting. Mm-hmm. It's included, you know, the diet, the... It's uh, very important, but I've been going to this diet. Well, it's, and... it's very interesting because at the start of the show, when we were talking about when you were first playing music and when your grandmother would nap, you had a really hard time being silent. And you had to go into the bathroom to play the guitar, right? Uh, and your grandmother would be here very you proud are. now. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 It's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I'm, I'm just learning about the vritis of yoga, the racing mind and all the factors and memories are apparently definitely one of the things um, that yeah, could affect that. your peace of mind. So, um, yeah. The vritis of the chakras in mind. Yes, yes. Um, so, but I'm a full-on beginner in the philosophy of this stuff. But it's nice to hear your experience. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's really, uh, sounds very um, powerful. Sounds amazing. It's amazing how much we can go inside ourselves and learn about ourselves and be distracted from that as well. I love having a lot of time this year to, in my own way, explore more internally. Mm. Yeah. And not just be on the go, go, go and, and, you know, it's nice to have that balance, to find that balance, to have time for that balance. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Fernando, it's been an amazing pleasure to have you with us tonight and an honor and amazing to hear your music and share it with everyone that's listening. And when, uh, when you get back on your tours, I will, we would love to come see you and, you know. Yes, I read something like you play 100 concerts a year before all this stuff last year, but um, I hope you get back to that if that's what you'd like and that we get to experience some of that. Definitely. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. And everything is going to be welcome. 
Yes, definitely. <laughs> Anything that happens. Definitely. Wonderful. I'm so grateful to you guys. You guys are fantastic. I always thought that. I'm so, so grateful uh, to you for inviting me into it. Oh, well. and consider the chance of listening to music I make and to what I say. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. No, yeah, thank you no, for, for agreeing yeah. Yeah, Taking jumping your time. on it. It's been very fascinating to learn more about you and um, have this time to connect. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Okay. All Be right. well. Thank you so Take much. Care. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That was wow. so amazing, right? I interesting. could yeah. uh, chat with him all night. Mm -hmm. And I think our uh, next... Uh, actually, uh, we have someone in the audience that I'd like to order a pizza from. Uh, Diego <laughs> Blanco. <laughs> if you're here... Uh, what are my options of pizza orders for pizza, tonight? Can I help you? <laughs> what do we What um, do we have on the menu tonight? Well, our special orders are usually a margarita, which is a pizza napolitan, which means it's tomato sauce and cheese, and you can have that with tomatoes. Oh and my God, base. man! So I'm dying our, for pizza I'm right now. <laughs> number Me one. too. Okay, number I, want, one. I, want, I want to explain to our listeners what this is all about because. <laughs> Welcome, first of all, Diego Blanco. Yes. Oh my God. So good to have you. How are you guys? Good. Welcome, my friend. Last February, I go to a tango festival in Miami. And one day I go down to the basement to get some pizza. And I look at the pizza proprietor's wall. And on the wall is a picture of Diego and Anna posing on stage dancing tango. And I thought, what the? Fuck. And I'm at a, so I'm but I'm at a tango festival at the event so at the space so I'm like well maybe this place just does a lot of tango stuff I don't know in, it's in a hotel yeah. yeah oh yeah correct it's in the basement of a hotel so turns out your dad owns the pizza place that is correct yep and I got to meet him and it was great and the food was delicious yes thirty Most years been there thing. wow. Amazing. So I did meet your dad when he came to New York. I don't know if you remember this. I yes. think he came to Tango Cafe or did I meet him uh -huh. at another Milonga? And, no, he was in Tango Cafe. And he gave me his card. And if <laughs> you ever come, here is like where you come eat pizza. And I still have the card. <laughs> <laughs> I want proof. <laughs> Uh, I found it like a year ago and I'm like, holy shit, I forgot, like I kept this. I forgot to order? <laughs> I forgot to order. <laughs> well, hey, no, I'm very happy to be here, guys. And uh, yeah, it's a big transition, I think. Uh, now, now I am uh, I'm, uh, back to the original, um, you know, so it's like a full circle. Now I'm uh, back with my uh, father and uh, helping him with the business, you know. And That's I'm, uh, amazing. I'm doing very little tango because uh, of obvious the times. reasons. Yeah, <laughs> because of obvious reasons. And uh, like every human being out there, we're in a transition. Like you don't like tango anymore, <laughs> right? That's the reason. <laughs> oh, exactly. exactly. I hate it. I hate it. I can't see it. Actually, You're tangoed you know, out. You're tangoed out. That's it, why. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't listen to tango because I get nostalgic. I you know? hear you, and, man. And so I really try not to listen to it on purpose. 
Mm. Um, so, but it, it, my dad in the pizzeria, he listens to tango. Mm. And I find myself humming and uh, making pizzas and dancing around the pizzeria, cooking, and people think it's funny. Me, <laughs> me I'm, I'm, really, I'm really dancing. I'm, I'm, like, I'm really like with the music, chopping, hoping not to chop a, a finger off or add an extra ketchup on the pizza or whatnot. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, but I, I, I really miss it. And I miss it now. I, I, ha- I have been on purpose not trying to listen to uh, tango. Or if I do listen to tango, I'm like, planning for a zoom class or something like this so yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It too. Um, but this week we got a gig friday saturday doing like an online milonga so i was listening this week and it was kind of it was nice to listen again and knowing that things are going to be coming back i, I yeah. ordered this whole like a lot this year too because it was just too hard to sit and wonder when yeah, at the you beginning know. was really hard for me, but then mm-hmm. it became that I uh, was really enjoying listening to it and even dancing solo. I didn't mind that I uh, I connected it with it without the nostalgia taking me down, but um, I completely understand. Yeah. And yeah. Oh! Five questions! Ah, I can't touch this. Oh, five questions. Oh, okay. Five questions! Damn! Five questions. Five questions. So, so listen, I, I, I have, have to the tell first the, question. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I just want to tell everybody, whoever's listening. Uh, I tried uh, paying off uh, Chidem yesterday, Chico, uh, mm-hmm. to give me a hint on the questions, and she wouldn't take it. I offered her $100, and she wouldn't <laughs> take it. I'm like, Ben, will you? I'll Ben with you right now. She's like, no, this is all spontaneous. So for all of you that are listening, it's honest. <laughs> and it wasn't like I wouldn't want to share it. I had no idea because it's all improvised. <laughs> and like my first question will be because you didn't want to listen to tango music. Uh-huh. Uh, on the other hand, I was following what you were teaching while you were in Europe during the pandemic and you were uh, doing workshops with lots of different musicians. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Ah, so how was that journey? That was amazing. Well, in in uh, in uh, Rotterdam, uh, where I was uh, staying after moving from New York, mm-hmm. um, I um, I got together. Well, the, the idea was to to start uh, in Europe and uh, start a whole life there uh, with my wife, Elif, and my who's uh, Turkish? Who's Turkish? Yes, yes, Turkey. So, so the idea was that. So I started to make uh, contacts with people, everybody, and you know things happened and it didn't work out. Uh, but while we were there, um, I met a, I met a um, a great uh, person who was uh, the violinist for Sexteto uh, Milonguero, Mariano La Pluma, mm, yeah. and he was like so cool guy. Man, I needed a ride, and I was completely stuck because. He's a great uh, musician. Oh, uh, he's a and he's a great human being. So I needed a ride, and and he gave me a ride, and I said I didn't know who he was, and he was DJing that day, whatnot, and I said, hey, I have this uh, this uh, workshop. You want to come? I'm like, for sure. So I went there, and I got blown away, and uh, and I said, okay, I, w- I want to learn. If I've always wanted to learn more about uh, the music, I, I really concentrated about. The movement of tango and i mm-hmm. it, you know and uh the times take you to learn more about the music and 
So I started to learn more of the music and he comes, falls into my lap and I said, I'm taking it. Perfect. And, and with him, I, I did more reading of music mm-hmm. and I did uh, listening, but in, not in a sense where you pick up a song. Like normally I would just listen to a playlist and I would be like, oh, that's my jam, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you know, and then... You, know, you, you were breaking it down all of a sudden. <laughs> exactly. It was very different. It was, it was yeah. like, you know, I put gloves on, I put my... Like, uh, <laughs> Uh, dissected you know, lenses, you know yes. and, and I just uh, you know I would stay on 30 seconds of the music and listen to the quality of the violin you mm. know and I was like oh okay this is a different game you know and and it was a different process uh, of listening um, yeah so yeah I, I, that's the, that's that and that was that was amazing I think that the, the what we went through was very nice um, yeah, I, I love these classes because, um, or these workshops, these, work, these talks, not only because I was able to share his uh, knowledge and we, we, we were both uh, bounced, bounced uh, ideas from each other, but I learned a ton just on my own. I was kind of selfish in that matter. I was like, hell oh, yeah, I'm like, learning here, you yeah. know? And, and it was fantastic. And I wanted all my, my friends and students to um, participate in that. I think it was a beautiful um, uh, experience for me and, and, and my students and, and friends, yeah. Well, if you ever do one in the time zone of here, do let us know. Well, he's, he's in our oh, time yeah. zone he's... now. Yes, I yeah, am. Yeah, I know, but he was doing it when he was not in our time zone. Yeah. But that's yeah. why it didn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, that's true. It was in the morning, early mornings. That's, that was the, the times, you know, 2 o'clock in Netherlands, 8 o'clock in the morning here. Yeah. So yeah. we had Anna on a, while, a little while ago, and she... She, she, I don't know if you listened to that, but she said she was really difficult to work with for you, and she apologized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she admits it, God she like, damn it. Was <laughs> Is she listening? She should call in. She <laughs> was earlier, but I think yeah. the little one, she might have been she might have passed yeah, out, maybe went back to sleep. sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I... I so I want to hear uh, your side of the story. What, you know, <laughs> what was it like to work with her? <laughs> man, Anna's like, she's uh, a tornado, you know, but it's a, a tornado that you can guide. And, and that was my job, to guide the tornado. <laughs> um, so, because good she would, one, man, she good would, one. You know, she would come in and she would have an idea and it was just spinning around. And I would grab bits and pieces and I say, Hey, how about this? And then we would make it happen, you know. Um, or I would, I would come in with an idea, and she would also bounce back for me and 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 and, and work. But um, I think that she's saying that she's sorry because she would accumulate work, a, a bunch of work, you know. Like, uh, and I'm the person that says, like, well, let's do this or uh, choreography. Let's talk about choreography because that's probably where she goes most of it. Or uh, she'll say, I'll say, let's do an ocho and one sacada, just to give an example. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah, but after that sacada, we can kick the leg up into our leg, and then a jump can happen, and after that, it can land on our own a split. You know, I'm like, that oh. could happen, but let's talk about the technique for that. <laughs> 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 so that's why, that's why um, she says I'm sorry, because we would, 
think differently, but I think at the same time we struck a beautiful balance and and we drove each other. Forward. And you learned from each other a lot, probably yeah, because of yeah. that. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think that uh, our communication was uh, very important, um, and she accepted and uh, my struggles and. I tried to accept hers. No, I accepted hers too, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, funny. I like... it's funny when you said like, oh yeah, let's do this move and then this move. And then she goes, well, yeah, and then we can do this. this that happens with us too sometimes. Like all the like, time. Calm down, Chico. I have to figure out how to fucking lead all this shit. Exactly. So just slow down. <laughs> yeah, but Great you know, idea. you can't help it because once the I like you start something and you inspire something in us, right? So then no. our mind is like, oh, and then from there, because as the other person, you're also feeling what you guys created. So the inspiration comes from the feeling of what you're doing. And you guys aren't feeling what you just created. And no, no. And in fact, I, to, so... I prefer that feedback because then, because I'm not the one experiencing what I'm doing. So it's great to hear. You know, but, yeah, based on what you're feeling, <laughs> like what what you want to do next, and, and same for Anna as well, and to be able to have that dialogue with your partner is great. I hated that feedback. She was interrupting my flow. All the time. <laughs> exactly. I, I was going to say it's too much at times. Like I feel fucked. <laughs> I should like see where he's going to go. Like I don't want to interrupt, but then my mind has already taken over. Um, so. No, it, it, see, with Anna, she wouldn't. She wouldn't uh, let me give me that space. She would just insert the step. <laughs> and then I would have to figure it out, you know? I see. So we would video ourselves a lot, and we have a bunch of footage. I don't know, maybe I threw it away, but we have a bunch of footage where we're falling left and right, and then we're like, oh, that's a good step. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and things like this. Uh, but uh, so I think that this is uh, what Anna was like saying, sorry, but she had no, so sorry, nothing to say sorry about because I enjoyed every second of it. And now that I, 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 I don't dance, I miss that. I miss her, of course, but that process too. Um, I worked with different people, and they were amazing dancers, but because of our already established chemistry, Anna felt free to just go crazy, and there was something yeah. very refreshing about that. Um, yeah. Of course, it comes with time, you know, Anna and I have been dancing since we were 17. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, she can practically, like... She, she knows do, you. She, she could do whatever she wants. She was at home, you know? She was like, yeah, yeah exactly. Here, you know? And if you, you don't like it, take it, you know? <laughs> and, and that's how it was, and it was great. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like feeling at home mm -hmm. in the process, mm -hmm. no? Speaking yeah. of which, speaking of which, you're home now. What's it been like to be back? You know, you were living in Europe and you and before in New York. thought to come back to the United States. So now you're home with your dad, though. It must be a pretty cool experience to work with him. Right? <laughs> uh Okay. I think Elif we, we can retrieve the question if you want. <laughs> Take that one back. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. It's, uh, it's fine. It's life. You know, I think everybody's going through this. I think a lot of people are going through changes and, and it's okay, you know. No, Elif had asked me, um, would you ever go back to the pizzeria and work with your dad? I said, no way. I will never go back. He said, why? Yeah, it's a restaurant business. It's a consuming business. You know, you, you go in there and you don't get out to the next till the next day and oh just next day so you should keep working you know um so i said no 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 way so i'm very happy to be with my dad and i'm very happy to help him out you know he's uh he's uh going to be 70 soon and you know wow. he's he's a machine he's like he puts his shoulder down he's like uh 
uh, a linebacker. He's just going to plow through that, you know, and it's amazing. He's, he's a warrior in every sense of the word, you know. Um, but I don't, I am not a warrior. I am a dancer. <laughs> no, you're a very hardworking so, dancer, man. I know that. But, like uh, you wake up really, like we'd wake up late and like have true. a different you life. Always and you would like, me. you would be like, I'm up at 9 a.m. And then like at, <laughs> I don't know, you even popped in to help us set up for one of our milongas at Judson Church. And I went in to do whatever you were doing. Uh, and you'd, you'd like, you're like a, uh, what's that bunny for the? Energizer bunny. Energizer, Energizer bunny. Yeah. 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 Which was super, really generous of you to do, by the way, to come by and help us out. Yeah. You didn't even stay. Adam, stop eating when you're talking. <laughs> share some, share some. I've been sneaking pasta. No, I, I, I'm, it's very, you know, what's very nice to be home. Um, I think I went through, going through Rotterdam, you know, at first I thought it was like, um, hmm? Like, oh, my God, I wasted my time going there or whatnot. And it's not, because when I came to Miami, uh, it gave me a definition. You know, it, it, I was like, oh, I, I am not a European. I'm really American, you know. And that was so beautiful to see, you know. I, I, mm. I, I was, uh, it was wonderful to come back to my town and speak the way I speak and listen to people like the same way I, you know. And mm -hmm. I, 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 listen, Rotterdamians, uh, Netherlanders are amazing. I love them. Great. But. I have a different swing, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah. this, this mm -hmm. swing is like mine, you know, and I yeah. just go home and, and, and coming back to Miami was, <clears throat> I think, in these times of COVID was amazing. I mean, yeah, it's good um, to be somewhere you're more familiar and at and, home. And, and with the family and, you know, yeah. with the family, yeah. my mom, like my mom, I just finished uh, eating uh, a beautiful fish with my mom. We were cooking uh, with a leaf. Wow, uh, nice. And it was it was something that I wanted, you know. I, I Do share, wanted. man. We want some oh, fish. Oh, and we can cook <laughs> up a fish. Oh, I bet. Uh, I we bet. Found the, we found the fresh fish store next to us. Oh, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So we, we have, have someone here, online, yeah. online right now who wants to tell us about her experience of working with Anna. Oh, great. Please. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, Diego. <laughs> Because I heard you say some things there, and I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> no, Daniela, you, you said Daniela. I just wrote this. We worked together for how many years at the Tango Zone? Like five years, <laughs> uh -huh, I think. Uh -huh. Five or six years. And I'm going to tell you, the nicest rehearsals, the most peaceful, the most cooperative, the most productive. <laughs> I love were it. the ones that Anna and I had by ourselves for our teeth. <laughs> okay? So I think you guys need to think about, uh, you know, what it, uh, it is in you that is bringing this uh, quote-unquote difficult behavior in us because that's not my experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they just bring it out of us, man. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I listen, I from what I remember, we had great times. Uh, Luis and I, we had great times rehearsing our <laughs> fighting scenes. And, and then the ladies would come in here and tell us what to do. We're like, we're the leaders, you know. <laughs> I remember that one time that you were flying through the air and uh, hit Luis in the ribs with your knees. That was pretty... Uh, Nice. Oh, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> that was so funny. I feel so bad for him. 
I was doing capoeira <laughs> then. I think I was showing a capoeira move or something. Oh, you no. were? Holy shit. No, it was, uh, was a, a movement with... Um, for the Matrix. For piece. Matrix, like the idea is to, to jump and <laughs> the ladies hold their legs around us. And you try to show me. It's like, no, let me show you. Let me show you. Yeah, that was Diego. Let me show it. Let me, let me show, show it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there goes Diego flying in the air with his knees sticking out. Yeah. Oh, I was jumping around his waist. I remember now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. Wow. We, we have one funny experience, too. When we, we was doing Matrix, and I decided to do a, a movement, right? And mm -hmm. it was like a, a turning on the floor, and I, I tried to stand up, but it looks like a, you know, like a turtle, like like when you turn around and cannot come up, you know, on its back, uh, on its back. Mm. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and I, I tried to show to Diego and Anna what they think, and I remember, I remember, Anna, she just she don't she don't laugh in my face. She turned around, <laughs> looking in the opposite direction. And Diego, he, he tried to be serious in that moment, like preserve, you know, it's like this moment. And I and look at me, Diego, and says, mm, I, I think we, we need to work a little more in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and we have oh, my a, God. It's know? so good to hear both of your voices. I, I miss you guys so much. Surprise, so, man. Wow. That is yeah. a surprise. Yeah, that's that beautiful, man. Good. He's uh, crying. He's like, that beautiful man. Yeah. Well, he was crying because yeah. the floor was hard. <laughs> <laughs> so today I wrote to... Sorry. Go ahead, Adam. I was just saying hi to Danielle and Luis. Yeah, I was... Hi. Said hi yet. <laughs> yes. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 Any big, <laughs> any big uh, changes since we last spoke? You guys were joined us a little while ago as well. Well, I think we're one of the. We're, uh, you know, uh, yeah, still here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good still thing. Ask us think... again in 10 years. We, you know, there might be a different answer. <laughs> or, or maybe the same. I'm going to be doing yeah. the same stuff. I don't know. We may come visit you in a couple months. We'll see. Depends Hopefully. on whether my passport gets here or not. You'll Hopefully. See. Hopefully. Yeah, come here and get your yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, I think yeah exactly. That might yeah. what you, you need. You know what yeah. I remember now? Since we worked five years with Diego, I only fight with him once. Do you oh, fight you with remember? other people why. often? It was rehearsal. It was because of rehearsal. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. I remember that. He hates rehearsing. I love rehearsing. I'm like, oh, no, God. no. I, I'm, not, I'm not a loving person on rehearsal, but that day you tried to make us rehearse in a, in a place, a public place. Oh, yes, it was, in, it was in Washington, D.C. Eastern Washington. Market. Eastern Market. Eastern Market, that's what it was, yes. <laughs> I see. <laughs> and and we, need to, we need to do the rehearsal, and we don't have a space. And Diego said, let's do it here, let's do it here. And, and I said, Diego, I cannot concentrate. It's people coming in and out all the time. And at a certain point, one <laughs> boy standing in front of us with a, a, a lollipop, <laughs> you know, looking what, what we're doing because he doesn't understand a shit what, what's going on there. <laughs> And he looked up with a face like, what is this? What, what is this? How know. old is he? Five? Six? Seven? Give me an Something idea. Something like five years old. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. That's, that's five, very funny. And, and we after, I, I, I cut the, the rehearsal. Like, I cannot do it, man. I cannot do it. It's so like, and we started to fight in that moment. 
because he says, no, you need to be more, more professional. Like, what the hell professional words? Like in the middle of the not... That's me. That's me. That's horrible. Be more professional. That's, that's Diego. That's yeah. awesome. So today, the... yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just... No, yeah. I was just wanted to tell Diego I wrote to... Uh, you wrote me a song? Daniela, Daniela oh. and Luis today saying, so Diego is going to be on the show if you guys want to surprise him or come give him a hard time. <laughs> and oh, Daniela jumped right in. <laughs> she did. She was the first one to respond. <laughs> and then Luis right after. It was very cute. I, I really so think those five years were uh, one of, of my most productive and creative and happiest uh, in my tango life. I loved every single second that I work with, uh, with you guys. Uh, you guys are geniuses, creators, and, and beautiful people, and I miss those times. I hope they come back soon. I loved all of it except for passing out flyers in Canada. Oh, shit, don't remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, what's that? Do share, please. Oh, my God. We were like, we had to, we were in the Fringe Festival, so in these festivals, you have to do the publicity if you're not known, in, in, uh, in, uh, it's a big festival. So, so pretty much you get a stage, uh, they, they give you lights, they give you all that you need to do a performance. But most of the people that go there, they're already known. And it's a, it's a funny, uh, it's a place for comedy. So people are walking around and you have to get these people into your, if you want to have an audience, otherwise you perform to no one. I see. So we decided to, call, we decided to make flyers. So this is us in, I don't even, in Edmonton. It was Edmonton, where did we go? Edmonton. Yeah, it was in Edmonton. So we went to Edmonton, and we don't know anywhere there. We get we're printing our flyers with Bad Johnson, by the way, who's the, doing this with us. And and I invited him and, too. Uh, I don't know where he is. Yeah, maybe he comes <laughs> and shows up. Maybe he doesn't want to be part of this one. Uh, <laughs> and we decided to attract people through these flyers, but we couldn't just like hand them out. Hey, come to our show. So what did we do? I don't know who came up with this idea, uh, you guys, but uh, we decided to dress up in our costumes. And started to sing the people something that most people would like. Oh no! Actually, everybody did their own, right? Their own uh, catchphrase. I decided to we do that. We did whatever we could. We we tried our best. We really tried our best. Luis forgot everything. He, 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 his brain just blocked the memory. We tried our best, man. You were I, singing La Cumparsita. I, I, I don't dun, know what dun, I was doing. Dun, I, dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. Here's a flyer. For you to watch, you know, things like this, you know. <laughs> People are like, what I, the? I, I remember for the last night, like I was almost promising this 70 year old guy, 70 something, that would go for a drink with him if he would buy a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ticket to our show. I was almost promising that. Yeah, yeah we're, and it's funny, this, this guy, <laughs> he came after. Oh, it was yeah, on the table, and, and he sit with us. Yeah, he bought me a martini. He bought least. a martini for yeah. Daniela. Yeah. And Diego turned around, and he looked at me. He's like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, no idea. No idea who this Well, guy. you know, this was the deal, right? So this is the Edmonton Fringe Festival. It's a theater festival, and you get in through a lottery. So we got in, and we were so excited because they gave us a... Huge theater, it had like 330 seats, and they do all of the box office for you, and they just take a small cut from the door. Mm -hmm. And you were like, wow, this is going to be amazing. And we had like seven shows, like, wow, it's going to be awesome. You were like, you know, imagine if you 
sell the 300 tickets and it's seven shows you know 2100 tickets total and you're gonna all that math all that math was you're gonna go to canada to the festival and you're gonna be rich but you guys made nothing like, oh my god you're like oh my god this is gonna be so awesome you're just gonna you know go perform and then we can watch other shows for free but when he got there, he realized, I mean, there are like 250 productions. So wow. the competition was really stiff. crazy. And you had to, you had to spend the whole time passing out flyers and, uh, you know, um, not By the time we got to the stage, nice. we were exhausted. Wow. But we, we, yeah. we had a great time, huh? It was, was a great time. It was an experience. <laughs> I wrote I about believe. it eventually. I haven't dared to show it to anyone yet just because it's so humiliating. <laughs> but I had a great time. I really did. I remember at the end, at the end, uh, Daniela, we were like thinking about like, oh my God, they're going to charge us taxes for this. And Daniela wasn't having it. And so we went around the Edmonton on bus uh, trying to figure out how, how we can avoid how those taxes. How to cash the, the check. How oh, that's what it was. How to check. cash the check. Yes, that's what it was. That, that was the problem. <laughs> oh, and I remember you're looking because you could look on the uh, online system to see how much you sold, you know, and then the last for the last show, we were like, yes, yes, you're almost there. You're going to break even. Woohoo! You <laughs> broke even. But of course, when you got the money and with the exchange rate and everything, then you, you know, <laughs> you lost mm. some money. But it's okay. The best show, I think our best experience is the Tango Zone was the opening night in Edmonton. It was a Thursday at midnight. And you had the, the theater with 330 seats. And we looked on the online system to see how you're doing. And we mm -hmm. had two paying uh, <laughs> oh, members of the audience, two volunteers of the theater, and get this, two critics. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's it like uh, to perform in front of eight people in a giant theater? Six. And six, six people, people with two of them in, a, in critics. In an theater. Did you know they and were two, two critics. critics before he performed? Oh, no. what, or you performed? We knew it before he performed, yes, because it oh, was man. on the online system. So, like, you got to give your all, man. You're going to, you know, get this <laughs> audience of chairs to, you know... Raised wow. to their feet and rise to their feet and start clapping, you know, all, uh, all of those chairs. We tried. We did try. It's amazing. It no, it was <laughs> fun. It, we did a good job. We did a good job. Yeah. Wow, what we a did. journey. So I have a question for Daniela and Louise. Do you have a question for Diego? Think about it. Oh my God. He's we on are. the five it's questions. Hard. Yeah. If Daniela can ask me. Daniela should not ask me. <laughs> 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 but you have a moment to think about it while we can ask him another question. Okay. Well, while you do Just that, her, I, 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 was thinking about, I was thinking about to be a pizza guy is a good tanguero or good tanguero for be a pizza guy? What? Es un buen pizzero para ser un bailarín de tango, un buen bailarín de tango para ser pizzero. This is deep, man. It's too deep. Oh, um, man. It's such a Louise question. I think they, I think they both go hand to hand because. Uh, can you guys translate that for our audience, please? <laughs> oh, Daniela, can you do the honors, please? You're better than me translating Louise. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly trying to translate what Louise says, but I hardly ever. <laughs> <see>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, I think he's saying, uh, are you a good uh, uh, pizza man, Tanguero, or are what you a, a good uh, Tanguero pizza man? I mean, what are you after all? Yeah, that's what I understood, but... Um, yeah, I think I am, if I had to define myself right now, I am a tanguero making delicious pizza. Yes. That's, what that's a good uh, combination, too. Yeah, yeah, I would say. See, you and Maybe I'm a frustrated. Huh? Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. That's the idea. I hope so. Yeah. She's, uh, she's very busy with the little one. But uh, yeah. my heart is uh, so that we can we can dance again together. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. Well, I don't know if you listened to the last when we had Anna, but that that's not in the cards, dude. She's done. I know. <laughs> no, kidding. she didn't say that at all. I'm just kidding. That, just that's why kidding. I said my heart. No. No, no. She actually spoke very positively of it too. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't want to say that we will because, you know, life is happening and, and it's taking us, everybody, to directions that, you know, you, we I, you never, never dreamed of, of. We never right? dreamed of. We never yeah. dreamed of. So, uh, but I do have my hopes up, you know, and, and it's very easy because we, we're actually very close uh, in terms of distance. You know, she lives like about 10 minutes away from me. And so it could happen, you know, uh, it's not impossible. And the Miami Tango uh, scene was our first home. Uh, yeah, in terms of, of course. So we really are not only home in terms of home, but we're also in home in terms of uh, tango. Um, and, and we're very happy about that, you know. Well, I want to be in a festival yeah. with all of you guys in Miami. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and I, I, want, I, I want a question, too. It's possible maybe on the future to do oh. a, a, <laughs> it's possible, know, a tango maybe. zone again. I don't know. They're in Miami. Yeah, of course. That would be fantastic. Yeah? Of yeah. Course. Oh, I love it. I have a theater already planned for it. Oh! <laughs> I have a spans. <laughs> yes. No, yes, yes definitely. I, I, we would love to do something like this where we can bring people from New York, people from anywhere, all, all, all the people that would like to come to a beautiful city and, and have, uh, because the place is in front, it's next to the beach. Yeah. So it would be, Perfect. It would be something where Just... people can like come. Watch Just show, don't put dance. us in a luxury prison, okay? No. One, one trip no. we had in Miami, we like needed a place to stay. And on the last day where we were actually off the next day, we had to we move had from, we were, staying few, we were staying right by the beach at the hotel. And then and we had one the free extra day. day. Our, we had one free day. And mm -hmm. we got hosted somewhere. Uh, it Not was in a Miami beautiful, beach, no, it was oh. outside of Miami Beach. But it was a beautiful complex with a pool, this and that. But if you didn't have a car, you couldn't yeah. go anywhere. So no. it was like a luxury prison. But also, no. I don't think we could even get out of the parking lot because we didn't have we a key couldn't. to the gate. We, we needed the key to the gate, so we were really <laughs> locked in. And we that, was, so that was our last day in Miami. And we were staying at an unfurnished apartment. Like, all I had was like a bed or something. It was just... Really? Because it was the last <laughs> really? Like, I, you know I don't happens. remember that. You remember? You know how sometimes, like, during this kind of lifestyle with this kind of work like things can change in a dime and like hosts fall through and this and that yeah, yeah. so yeah that's one of those. on that note so what was your no. most uh, Did, horrifying experience diego my most as horrifying teacher as a tango teacher 
Yeah, being hosted somewhere or it could be anything that you can think of right now. Oh, I, out of the top of my head. Traumatizing, yeah. Really, I, I, I had better, a, a very... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if you have a better horrifying experience not as a tango teacher, I'd rather hear that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as a teacher, I remember it just popped in my head right away because I was so embarrassed. I was, um, I, I like to touch people in their feet, you know, when they're doing a mistake, you know, you could say, oh, <laughs> oh shit. Wing, wing the foot or don't point the foot or flex. But I find that like, if you make the person feel what you want them to do, they actually have a feeling and therefore they can process better than words. Some people, uh, so I, uh, I'm in this uh, festival in upstate New York and I'm, uh, you know, I have something like 60 people in the class and and I go down to, to show, look, you don't want to do this. And as I bend uh, or like squat or semi-squat, my pants rip from my crotch to my to the top of my ass. Huh? <laughs> you know, and I have I have like this fluorescent orange underwear. Was there, oh my you know? god. I and love it was it. like it was like, oh shit, that did not happen. You just froze. <laughs> you know, and I have like a microphone and I'm telling everybody to look at the person's foot and my ass is out. No, it was horrible. Was there a sound attached to the ripping too? A hundred percent. When it was <laughs> and like, with the microphone, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, and everybody was just laughing, you know, and and you know, I'm like, well, I think this, you know, I I, I saved this somehow. Anna took over, you know. I came back in shorts, you know, something like that. <laughs> I think oh, that was uh, teaching. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I think another one was actually uh, experiencing, uh, but this was Anna, actually. This was Anna. This was not me. I just want to put it on record. <laughs> we had a very okay, sensitive, noted. Sen sensitive lady, and, and she cried on our, on our, um, in, our, uh, in our class. And, she, she, no, no. and I was like, you need to point your feet or something, you know? And she like, said it very sternly. And, and she just like, I, I, felt, I saw that she broke down and I was like, oh, no, no, don't go there. Oh, oh no. No. No, 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 no. Oh, no, the tear no. came down. <laughs> Why did it tear? And then it was very horrible. But that was not me. That was Anna. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did Anna ever make you cry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 She hit me in the balls once. I was performing. <laughs> and, uh, and this was, we were performing ballet. We were performing ballet in uh, in, uh, in the New World School of the Arts in high school. Mm -hmm. No, this was college. This was in the college uh, division, mm -hmm. and she had point point shoes on, and she had to do something like a little flick, like what we would call uh, a gancho. Mm -hmm. And I was holding her waist. Uh, she was facing forward, and I was also facing forward. And she did the little gancho, and my legs are like open. Like what is called the second position in, in ballet, yeah. so it's an open, open legs step. in tango, you know, a side step for tango. And I, we bend the knees and we, I lift her, and she does the little flickering feet, and she flickered the feet a bit, <laughs> bit too much to the, and she hit me, you know. So it was uh, not a pleasant thing. And you know, point shoes have wooden, uh, tips. you know, tips, you know. So yeah, that but, was horrible. But you didn't Did drop she, her. Uh, she landed. I did. I didn't let go. I did let go. Of course, you I let did, go. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh man. What? What men would not let her go? You know, I was like, uh, oh, you know, and I was like, okay. Oh. I guess she's lucky. You just you only let her go. <laughs> there was nothing else you could do. <laughs> you can't do nothing else. <laughs> and smile. I, 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 
we have a funny experience with Diego too. Uh, when I saw them perform was with uh, Mr. Caurena was playing, and they have a choreography, and oh, they come cool. out, they they do the pose, and Caurena start to play another song. It's not a choreography, mm -hmm. and oh, no. they look each other like this, this is not the song, and and they start they start to improvise, uh -huh. right? And in the middle of the song, Caurena remember. It's not that the song. was another song. <laughs> to do the change on the middle of the improvisation, right? And Diego keep moving, right? Like trying and, and try to put the choreography again on the song they start to play Caurena. And and I, I saw the face of Diego in that moment. It's like I was laughing because I see the face and Diego and Anna is like, what the hell? What's going on here? <laughs> you remember that, Diego? I do. I do exactly. This was in the uh, Teatro uh, Talia, Talia Theater. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Was this part of Tango Zone? No. No. No, no, no. This no, was no. a theater Different. in Queens. And, okay. Uh, no. Yeah. So was it a one-time performance? I, I think no. this is actually at the uh, Tango by the Hudson, Diego. You were performing outdoors, and it was that one time... That Louise, uh, you're on the way to the to the show, and to Louise and I stopped to rescue the pigeon that oh was my uh, drowning. Oh my god, that was crazy! <laughs> that was insane, guys. That was insane. That was like probably one of the most craziest pre-performance <laughs> situation I've ever had in my life. What what happened? Listen, what listen. Happened? So Louise is an animal. So both of them are animal lovers. Okay, and and we're you know so we go and rehearse for the rehearsal. Uh, before the show, you know, we like do a pre-rehearsal for the show. And I don't remember if we did, already had the rehearsal or if we didn't do it. But we on the way... No, you're on the way. We were on the way. On the way to the rehearsal, uh, Luis spots a drowning pigeon in the, in the ocean. In the, in the in ocean. The river, in the, yeah. In the, no, in the ocean. It was... Oh, yeah, it was Hudson. the river. It was in the Hudson River, yeah. But it was... <laughs> yeah. And... He's like, we got to help him. Now, there's like a, a drop of maybe three-story drop to, to, to help this pigeon. And mm -hmm. he finds a hole. Was a, a cone. A cone. He found it's a, a cone. traffic cone. I wanted but, to call the police, but the police wouldn't help. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the police are going <laughs> to. And they found the cone with the, with the, with the caution yellow tape. And we tied it together from the top to the bottom, from the white spot to the cone, and we lowered it and, and lowered it to fish the, 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 the pigeon from these waves coming from the, from the river. And we, you know, we stayed there at least 10 minutes or two and a half an hour trying to do this. Meanwhile, we were supposed to be rehearsing. And, and we're like grabbing this pigeon and we're grabbing this pigeon. Finally, God or Allah or somebody helped us out and the pigeon gets in the cone. And, wow. and Luis is bringing this pigeon up. I mean, I'm like, shoot the pigeon and, and it's all right. It's just a pigeon. There's millions of those in, 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 in New York and they hate those shits anyways. And Luis and Daniela are like, no, 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 no. How can we kill this animal? It's got a life. You know, we love it. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, so we continue pulling it up, pulling up. We, we rescue the pigeon, it's coughing. Uh, water, and then out of nowhere, Luis looks at it, looks at me. I'm like, "What are you doing?" 
and he gives CPR to the fucking no. pigeon. He just stuck his tongue on the pigeon and was like blowing, and the pigeon is like a my human mouth, being. Not my tongue. Okay, my it wasn't tongue, a, it wasn't a French guy. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Whatever. And maybe it was the pigeon that was French kissing. I just saw a tongue. <laughs> and, and and the pigeon survives. The pigeon starts like pouring out water from the mouth, and you know he, he holds it from the from the tail, and and the the the, the, the pigeon starts pouring out water, and it's like these wings are flocking. Daniela is super happy running circles around me. It's like alive, it's alive. You know, it was crazy. It was a crazy scene. It was like, you can't, you can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. But after the show, the pigeon died. Yeah, when you went back, the pigeon was dead. Yeah, so oh, sad. man. And, and Luis had like meningitis or something, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wow. no. I think he, uh, it was fantastic. That was a great day. I was actually performing with, uh, with Carolina that day, I remember. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No. Was, yeah, was I performing with Carolina? I can't no, remember. I don't remember. I don't, I, I don't, I think we was with Anna. I yeah, I, I think Carolina know. would not be having this. You're right. Carolina would have like... like Carolina was there. Me. Carolina was there with Daniel. Oh, ah, yes, yeah. was. Yes, Daniel. Who's doing yoga now, a lot of yoga. Yeah. Wow, that's a crazy story. Yeah. That's the that's times. insane, but man. I never have times like this without uh, Daniela and Luis. You know, I really miss them. <laughs> Maybe no, for certain... a good reason, too. <laughs> I feel like there's certain people that we're, when we're around them, just miraculous things happen only with those people, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, Diego and Nana used to come to our apartment in um, Brooklyn, in uh, the financial district, to rehearse, oh, and uh, yes. because they're early risers, we gave them a key so they would come in and start performing, you know, rehearsing their solos in the living room, and then wow. at noon you would be coming out of the bedroom in our pajamas, like. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so were you always? Mug. Were you always early risers, both of you, Diego? Yeah, we, 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 we had to do it because we trained uh, in, in school, you know, and uh, our ballet class started at uh, 8 in the morning. So we had to be there at 7.30 warming up. Hmm. So, uh, you know, we had a full day of work uh, in university. So, yeah, it just became that a habit. You know, we would wake up early. It was, and still I do, you know, it does, uh, I don't know. That's great. I can't do nighttime. It's not like Daniela will, she was her brightest at 12 o'clock. At 12 o'clock, I'm like, I can be in a milonga dancing, enjoying a nice glass of wine. And I can do that. But thinking about tango at that moment, I'm like, oof, no, I can't think. I can just uh, improvise, you know, yeah. just, just go, you know. Hmm, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, Daniela and Luis make their best stuff in uh, nighttime, you know, and I'm like half asleep during that time. <laughs> we are night owls too. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm. I'm too. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard for me to. F I we we definitely work during the day and practice a lot during the day, but I'm, it's definitely a different headspace. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely mm -hmm. different. And I mean, when we say we practice during the day, it's two, three p.m., not nine a.m., ten a.m. <laughs> sort of yeah. a thing. So here's another question for you, Diego. Yes, uh, tell me. What's your favorite drink? Because I know you like whiskey or scotch. But, uh, oh. What's your favorite? 
My favorite drink is, uh, it used to be whiskey. Yes, I really enjoy whiskey. I had so much whiskey. My, uh, my students would give me whiskey. I have uh, like a whole selection of whiskey bottles. It was fantastic. Uh, after I was all done with that, uh, uh-huh. I actually went to Mezcal. Mezcal has Oh, uh, I love Mezcal too. Mezcal yes. is really great and it's really great with a margarita. I know Mezcal lovers look at, say, look at me and they want to like choke me. Uh, <laughs> Do you I like really, yeah. yeah, I would want to choke you if you put yeah. mezcal in a margarita, but at the same time, that smokiness oh, I love it. is I... good with margarita. Do you no, like yeah, really no, that's, smoky that's mezcal? Um, yes, I do yeah. like mezcal. I like vida. Have you tried vida? Yes, vida is good. I mean, vida has a lot of different kinds, but the oh, one, there's one that is very good with uh, smokiness that I like. Definitely this one's smoking. I like the smoking. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's the reason why I like uh, the, that type of mezcal instead of tequila because it was smoking. I love the smoke. Yeah, me too, me too. Definitely, mezcal and scotch are on the top of my list. But but There's, wine is yeah. good too. Wine is good too. I like wine. Hmm. Good, uh, depending on the season, but I like wine too. Yeah. There's a oh. good margarita if you add a little like a cayenne pepper with a mezcal base. Yes, mm. spice amazing. it up a little bit. Yes. Oh, completely nice. agree Adam that's mm-hmm. the best kind of oh, you jalapeno know what? like oh. there's a jalapeno tequila that works really well with it too I haven't had that one I'll try that you know what was very good actually that I discovered in Edmonton uh, because one of our lighting designer uh, Jimmy who was amazing uh, um, he turned us into Caesars so if you're from Canada you know what I'm talking about and it's like a Bloody Mary I hate Bloody Marys but this is with Clamato. What's Clamato? Clamato is clam juice with tomato. And you really? get like a little, like a little, um, uh, what you would call it? Like a little, I don't know what you put inside. It's like a, a garnish, I guess. And so you get like pickled garnish of some sort, whether it's celery or uh, asparagus or some type of pickled uh, garnish. It is the most delicious drink ever after a hangover or after actually any time. Club, if you go to Canada, get, get a seizure. After hangover, okay. <laughs> you know, you, don't you? Straight you up. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. So how so, often are you working uh, at, the, at the restaurant? Oh, man, it's uh, a lot. I, yeah. I have um, every day pretty much I work, except mm-hmm. Sundays because I want to chill with... Uh, Elif and Mahir, you know, mm-hmm. it's the time that Mahir is not in school. And so, yeah, we get to play football and uh, go to the beach and enjoy Miami Beach. And um, nice. yeah, I, I, yeah, pretty much Sundays is my day off. And then uh, pretty much every other day I'm like, I'm the, in the pizzeria figuring it out. It's, it's incredible the amount of work uh, my dad has uh, or the pizzeria has because of uh, the spring breakers, you know. And in Miami, it seems like there's no COVID, you know, uh, which is uh, something is refreshing to see um, because uh, coming from Rotterdam, where everybody is uh, very strict in their rules, um, although they never had masks for a long time, like till like January of 2021. Uh, but it was oh. still, people respected a lot their, 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 the, the distancing and people stayed in their homes. Um, Coming here, it was like, whoa, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, and it's a wave you're in. You, you can't just like do it on your own. It's you're, right. you're, in, you're, you're, you're there. 
you know, because uh, you are. And so um, it's, 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 it's interesting to do, to, to, to see this. Uh, and, and from what I hear, like I would uh, uh, speak to people, uh, and my New Yorkers, and they're like, you know, very enclosed, taking precautions, uh, precautions and things like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I applaud them for that. Um, I, I have decided not to dance, even though there's milongas happening in Miami. And I understand that people are doing it, okay? Uh, I, I try not to uh, engage yet with tango. I don't think it's necessary from my, from my perspective. And so I don't Well, do you're it. also seeing family right now, so it's, you know... Exactly. It's, it's exactly. a risk factor for it you. It is right? a very big, very big risk. I, I want to yeah. hug my mom, you know. I rather yeah, hug my exactly. mom. Yeah, exactly. And your family. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, we all have our reasons for our choices during this time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But it'll be over soon. I'm very optimistic. Me too. Oh, it is. 20%, 20%, I, uh, 20% right? It's already no, want uh, 15, I think 15 double dose, 25 single. Oh, that's what is okay. I read it but not to like dwell on the topic, but I did read an article today that said um, doctors, because they're around, it's a great study because they study 36,000 doctors who are constantly working with COVID patients mm-hmm. um, who were vaccinated. And of the ones who got the first shot, within a week or two, only 300 or so got COVID. And then within... The second after the second shot within the first week only like 30 got covid and then after the second week after the second shot only 15 and and out of all 300 nobody had to even go to the hospital either anyway hmm. that's great so that's like really it's positive all, news. all yeah. positive news exactly yeah. good Good. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring the uh, covid into the conversation. No, no, it's no, it's, okay. it's good because now it's on an up note right for a while yeah, yeah. we would be like i think even two months ago yeah. when it came up i would text adam on the background i'm like change topic like, <laughs> this is killing me i can't take this conversation like i would like text him in the background and then you know we can't help it it's so much part of our lives so the yeah. conversation always goes to that eventually at one point or another mm-hmm. but yeah yeah. Man, so great to have you back in the U.S. I'm excited because you're going to be back to New York more often. A hundred percent. And uh, Luis and Daniela are going to come get vaccinated in our hometown. There's a bunch Hopefully. of New Yorkers coming. I feel some t- a little bit like in New York here. That I see people from New York all the time and I'm like, I will be back. I always tell myself as I hear the, the Brooklyn accent, I'm like, yes, I remember that accent. I'm going to be back to it. I'm going to be over there. So, yeah, I, I definitely plan to go back and uh, at least teach, you know, stay there two weeks or something like this. Probably I'll call Adam or Chico and be like, hey, can I stay over your house? <laughs> yes, please yeah. do. Yeah, would be great. Uh, so yeah. we'll definitely I have come a couch visit. space. Come get some pizza from you guys for sure. Oh, you have a house here for sure. I think I, I ate like all sure. my meals there that weekend except for one i went out of the hotel to this russian because that's like a little russian enclave down there yes where that place is yes and i went to this russian diner for breakfast one morning and uh that was it was definitely not great but um <laughs> i was getting a little tired of pizza but um but, yeah uh, but yeah it was great to have it was just yeah, so funny have... to like meet your dad so randomly like that it was cool that's amazing what a great yeah. story 
Wow, guys, thank you all for joining. Uh, I, I really appreciate Daniele and Luis. Wow. You took the time and you surprised yes. Diego and yes. joined That's us it, as we well. Really, we really miss Diego. Diego and Anna, we really miss them. Yeah, I figured that's like popped into my head today. I'm like, man, this would be great to connect them through the mm -hmm. show. Um, yeah, oh, fantastic. He, he never, great surprise. He, I never thought of it. I never thought he, I would hear you he guys. Never, it's fantastic. He never did a pizza for us. He, he did. <laughs> well, Don't he's going to come stay at my place. Uh, we'll figure it out. I'll bring the dough. I'll bring the dough over. I'll and he'll make the dough. You guys will all come over. He'll make some pizza for all of us. Deal. Deal. Put it on the yeah. calendar, guys. Put it on the calendar. I can do, I can do some empanadas too. There Ooh. we go. No, 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 no. Empanadas on the same night? No. Let's no, have no, no, barbecue. No, no, no. He's, yes, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lucito can there make needs the best to be barbecue. some meat. No, yes. he makes the best barbecue. Lucito has really? an effort. Oh my God! Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> what I'll do you call that. him, Lucito? Anytime, Lucito, guys. Lucito, Anytime. Lucito. Luisito. Little Luis, Luisito, Little Luisito, Luis. Luisito, you need to make barbecue for us. I, I'm going to do it for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, I love it. I love it, I love it. Fantastic. Right, hey, how's Franchi? Then, then it has to happen at my place because I'm the one with the Franchi, barbecue. Franchi's That's playing. That's true. That happens at Adam's place. Oh, I'm yeah. just doing great. He has Good. a yard and a barbecue. Yeah. I, I, Franchi, I, Franchi's doing good? She's... She, uh, Diego hasn't seen her in a few years. Oof, oh she God. has, uh, you know, uh, Luis's stubbornness and my determination. Isn't that um, the same thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. she's a mini Daniela. You cannot believe she's a mini Daniela. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm trying to decide. I don't know. It's like it's I a can, fantastic I thing. I try to survive oh. too now. Good luck, is. my friend. Good luck. Peace, yeah. peace be with you. <laughs> but you know, you know, it's funny because Francesca is doing the same kind of thing with Daniela do. You know, the same. It's unbelievable. For example, today... She eats soup all the time? Is that what she's doing? She's just having balls of soup? No, not in that... She likes soup. Yeah, but not in that oh. direction. For okay, example, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? She, she, she loves popcorn like Daniela. Okay. And we have a fight all the time with the popcorn is around because... <laughs> One is taking the popcorn from the other, and they start to fight each other <laughs> for the popcorn. Like, I would fight I for say, popcorn. Yeah, but, but you know, I, I said to Daniela, it's like, it's, it's, it's like you. It's like you. It's, it's like mini you. Like, <laughs> naturally, they're going to be fighting. Mini me. She's a <laughs> mini, mini, mini Danny. <laughs> mini mini. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. Yeah. I can't wait to see her, you know. I have beautiful memories uh, when I stay with you guys in... Uh, in uh, Buenos Aires, and uh, yeah. I, I remember uh, with Daniela, Franchi was this very independent little girl that didn't want any nobody to help her, and she would put her own She's things so here nice. and all her stuff here. And mommy, maybe we shouldn't do this and this and this, all in Spanish, of course. And and then Papi would come home. Papi, can you pass me the water? Oh my God! I was like, what happened? Is that the same girl? <laughs> <laughs> Papi, come over here. And she was so cute. And Papi would come in, Luis, with a big smile from ear to ear. Of course. And Daniela, like, tapping her feet, crossed her arms. She was like, you're spoiling her. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a beautiful moment. And, and, and I, I, I loved every moment of it. Girls and fathers definitely have a 
a special connection. When I was growing up, when I was asked, what are you going to do when you grow up? I was like, I'm either going to be a singer or I'm going to marry my dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Those were the two options. Nice. Um, Yeah. Course. No, she she wants to have a, a now a, a baby and kick out the guy. Yeah, this is a new thing with Franchi because she really doesn't want to get married. Oh, so like, she told uh... us. So she told us, I'll find a guy that I don't like that much. Then I will, you know, have a baby, but I'll dump the guy. And then I'll tell the baby that there is no father. And that's, that's it. The baby's father is oh that. The, ba- the baby will so never young. know any different. <laughs> and I said, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if, if like you, you, you like to be a puppy around you? Yes. But what, what about the baby? Oh, I'm going to tell you like he's not happy. The daddy and that's it. That's it. Easy. <laughs> wow. And, and, yeah, and she told us also, you know what? I'm going to tell my boyfriend, look, I'm going to travel the world with my friend, period. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, who's I, the I friend? The, the boyfriend? Or the... <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Good luck, guys. This is going to be an uh, adventure. <laughs> Period. It is, period. It is an I'll me. do what I want. Period. Period. <laughs> oh no, my god. No. What yeah. a character. Holy shit. <laughs> you need to write these down or record yeah. them for her. It's hilarious. I write everything to my family and it's pictures so and everything. So I have a record. Yeah. <laughs> Very unique. Very unique. How old was she again? Sorry. She's six. She's six, right? I was going to say, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. So young. Like, oh, wow. holy shit. <laughs> crazy. Wow. I can't they wait grow. to see what's going to happen. They grow. Yeah, we can't either. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for sharing that, guys. That was great. And to the night. <laughs> and Diego, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. It was so beautiful to uh, reconnect, you know. I've been yes, uh, detached, and, and this is uh, an opportunity to uh, connect, basically. And it's so important to, to hear your voices. Uh, I miss, I, one thing that I miss, I don't miss New York City as much as I miss the New York people, mm. my tango mm-hmm. people, my friends. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, you know, I mean, Miami's beautiful and everything's a place, but... You know, I ended up calling uh, some of my friends, my students, because they became my friends after, you know, 15 years of 17 years of being in New York with uh, the same students. They would come out and we would hang out and we would eat and drink. And, and they're my friends, you know. Yeah, of course, they, were, they became my friends. And and, you know, I miss them, you know, so I ended up calling them or sending them Facebook messages. And and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to. Uh, uh, connect with you guys to connect with uh, Luis and Daniela who were part of those 15 years, 17 years and and um, yeah, what a beautiful surprise guys for coming. Thank you and thank you uh, Adam and Chico for having this. This is so uh, needed, you know, so needed. You know? Our pleasure. pleasure. Thank you Adam and Chico, it was wonderful. Thank you thank guys. Thank you Daniela and Luis yeah. and Diego. Have a great night guys. Thank you guys. Have a great night. Bravo. Diego, miss you. I want to really see you again man. Me too man. Un abrazo fuertesísimo hermano. Sí. Gracias, parce. Fuerte. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. 
Love you guys. Chao. Take care. Yeah, Take care. Bye. Abrazos. Chao. Abrazos. Chao. Chao. Alrighty. What you gonna play for us, Adam? I'm gonna let us out with the short overture that um, Fernando added. Fantastic. Thank you. A little one and a half or so minute piece, and um, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, what's what's happening next week. We have musician Stina Engen. Yeah. Uh, and Silvia Seriani. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, Tete's yeah. partner and amazing dancer and DJ. And she's going to share some music with us, too. She really she's wants to. She's also an artist, amazing artist. Yeah, too. yeah. Very fascinating person. All Definitely. Right. I will see you this weekend. Yes, uh, on Saturday. Don't forget everybody listening. If you made it this long, this Cafe Pacifico, Milonga. I think I might have said that in the wrong order. But, Milonga uh, Cafe Pacifico at 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time. time. Yes, look it up on Facebook. We'll Come be say there. Hello. Come say it's hello, a grab a friend to dance mm-hmm. with that night. If there's someone in your bubble, join the Milonga. Or if you're in Miami and you don't have a bubble. <laughs> yeah, and if you're solo, just go like I did last month. Just go dance alone, hang out, watch people, mm-hmm. listen to great music. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be live music. All right, Chico. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night, Chiki. Saturday.